0: All right, so I think we're ready to get going. We're ready to start? We're ready. Okay. Advance After Combat. Uh, this is the Advance After Combat podcast. It's a podcast about war gaming and our friends, basically. So, uh, this podcast is brought to you by myself, Dave, my bromance partner, Jason. <laughs> Hello. <laughs> It's so fucking loud. Brad, what the fuck are you doing? (laughs) I was getting a beer. Just stay still. Be still. still. Oh my gosh. And, Um, and. Welcome. Guest guest host. Who is Brad? (laughs) Hey. Okay.
1: Thanks for joining
2: us. Absolutely. Looking forward to having fun.
0: So Brad, did you uh, tell your wife that you're going to be on the podcast
2: tonight or today? <laughs> uh, yes, I did.
0: Was she was yeah. she super impressed by it all? Uh,
2: incredibly impressed. I think she was a little turned on. So you know. <laughs> okay, and maybe so, I'll get some action. You're welcome. That's that's good. Don't worry. The, the
0: tradition is to get in a fight with
2: your wife after you. are <laughs> We'll see. We'll, see well, I could I could easily pull that off too. It seems uh, to be something I'm very good at. So. <laughs>
0: Yeah, because basically you're you're talking and drinking for three hours, so you're all good and sauced up, and she is probably not drinking at the same level. So you're going to explode out of your room, and then she's going to be waiting for you to get sober.
2: right, get sober. Yeah, it'll be a nice moment, without a doubt. I think she's going out with her girlfriends tonight anyway. They're going Give to a, better. A, yeah, they're going to a place called Dick's Last Resort. Uh, <laughs> right, right, uh, yeah. That's uh, here a lot of in fun. Dallas yep so they're gonna go out and have a good time uh, I've, I eat, got the-
1: I've eaten at that di- at that Dix. oh
2: cool man yeah
1: the one downtown. Yeah.
2: oh yeah yeah It's yeah. kind of a an icon here in Dallas so it's a lot of fun. So the girls are going out. I've got the kiddo in the house, but I've given her instructions uh, to to not bother me too much now so. Brad's peeing. No, that is a that is uh classic line. Oh, I thought Brad
0: was hardcore. I thought you're
2: literally you're
0: like, I'm not even leaving for the bathroom. <laughs> I'm just gonna put right I'll here. I'll
2: just give you in the Gatorade bottle. <laughs> that would be hardcore. So that's what we expect. You know, that's that's the army way, right? You gotta go. You just I've I've been in that you place. Just use the Gatorade bottle. Yep. That's right. That's good. It might have happened a couple times, but no, I'm I'm uh classy as fuck tonight. I've got a a, a box of Boda wine. So nice Good. in the room Good. with you. Yeah, yeah. I'm up here in the man cave. I've got that, and I've got uh. I also went and bought Lagunitas um, IPA. So wow, guild classic. Amazing. Yeah, there we go. Yeah, so I'm gonna mix wine and beer. I I think that should be pretty good mix, right? In your stomach, should should uh, be no problem. So, yeah, the traditional beer you'll
0: you'll record, and then you spend the rest of the day drinking heavily, waiting for Jason to post the episode. (laughs) It will be
1: sometime (laughs) tomorrow
0: that's right so you drink all night
2: <laughs> well I've, I've already like started drinking to get rid of the the mild hangover i had from last night so we'll just keep it rolling through the whole weekend
0: and and this might be concerning to some people because i know man we have gotten some terrible complaints about the theme and content of podcasting i feel really bad like Basically, uh, one guy just was talking about a completely different podcast, uh, Tom and Michael's podcast, Rally in the Valley, and he uh, then took that opportunity to just slam us. (laughs) You know, pieces of shit. Yeah, he's like some other some other podcast. He's like, I'm looking at you, advance after combat. I was like, go fuck yourself, dude.
1: It's free. Please don't listen.
2: Yeah, I mean, take the opportunity to tell that guy to go fuck off. You know. Yeah, I know.
0: Seriously, it's like fucking really annoying. So, but that they want to people. The problem is, people don't want to listen to what you're saying. They want to change what you're saying to be the way they want.
3: Of course, right. they
1: won't get off their ass and do their own shit.
0: Yeah, do your own fucking podcast and fuck off.
2: Yeah, well, that's one general, right? They want everybody to fall in line with what you know they think and and yeah. believe. So, yeah, you know. I'm
0: sorry, I'm sorry. He never made it through half an episode. But the good news is half the episode is probably garbage time. So at least to, uh,
1: <laughs> He's not missing get, anything.
0: He missed the quality reviews. <laughs> <laughs> oh, people, come, people come for the garbage time, they stay for the quality <laughs> exactly. in-depth wargaming reviews. I feel like my mouse is going to fuck this up because my mouse is not uh, clicking properly at the time. Too much too much. So if I cut out, let me know because I've my mouse cut. Okay. 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 All right, so hey Brad, um, you got back from Yellowstone. Uh, Tell yep. me a little bit about Yellowstone with your family.
2: All right, so you went too, right? And so I uh, was there the week before. Did, right, love, and I mean that wasn't plan. That's, a sad, That's adorable. So. Yeah, I was going like to try and stores? find him, and Thank you know, sure. try and uh, spoon Dave a little bit at night, you know, in those cold Yellowstone nights. But he he was there just a little bit before me.
0: I I, 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 I enjoyed the, I enjoyed the mobs of uh, old senior citizen Chinese tourists.
2: Oh yeah. I mean that, that is part of it, right? I mean, they're, so the park is big and uh, like for my family, (laughs) that's right, man. You can stare out at it and have uh, (laughs) a deep, profound thoughts, but uh, we did like a, an epic quest. You know, we drove uh, the entire way. And so we drove up to Colorado Visited the brother-in-law uh, and, you know, did some stuff there. Like my wife is a big fan of that, uh, uh, unsinkable Molly Brown. Okay. And so she was a lady, like real person that uh, was on the Titanic, but uh, had like kind of some history before that as well. So we went and did that and um, uh, went to a couple uh, breweries uh, in Denver, went to Estes Park and then to Rocky Mountain National Park, uh, went for a little hike there. And that place was really cool, too. And then we drove up to Grand Tetons and Yellowstone. And we were there for four days. And so uh, what, did, what animals, what animals did you see? So, you know, this is something that, I, you know, I, I, I'm no expert scientist or anything, but I know animals pretty well, so we we did pretty well. Like we saw that
1: was such a humble brag. Oh, I,
2: I, gosh, man. I, I don't mean to, know, but you know I, 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 if I you know want to bust some me out, that's cool. I am not trying you know, I'm not really trying to, but did, I love did you have
0: those did I you have it. those safari cards when you were a kid? Like did your dad buy your family get you those safari cards that you could order to come in the mail? So we did a lot of like uh,
2: national parks and museums when I was a kid. We did all those kind of vacations. My dad was never on him. He was always working. He was pretty much a workaholic. But uh, like the, the rest of the family and like my grandparents, we would go to places. And we probably did have some of those cards where you would try and check off everything you saw, you know, all that stuff. So, you know, I, I do nerd out on that stuff. And, uh, yeah, my, my know, trip was
0: my trip was mostly me screaming at my kids to put down their iPads so they could look out the window and see. Yeah, them. yeah. yeah I'm there might have been see. some
2: of that too. There, you know, we might have had some some similar uh, experiences in that regard. Yeah, you know, yeah, my, my my wife was like,
0: "Keep your eyes on the road." I'm like, "Keep my eyes on I said, Why don't you start pulling
2: out this shit to them? I'm like,
0: why am I the one doing out? Enjoy well, you what I'm trying the
3: bad to show
1: guy. you. Yeah, exactly.
3: in,
2: you know. You're the man so you're the bad guy, you know. But uh yeah, you know, the whole family trying to get along was interesting. For you know, you're stuck in the car for I mean, we were we went on that vacation for 17 days. Cool. That's and, uh, That's yeah, crazy. we covered like what was it? Like 4400 miles we drove. So, you can imagine there was some there were some times where, you know, people got sick of one another. But uh, overall, we survived it and, you know, still married. So, I, you know, I guess we'd call it a success. But we saw, like, grizzly yeah, we, bears.
0: We had the, the Sirius radio. So, like, we, we listened to, like, the comedy channels and stuff. like just comedy routines. But okay, dude, after, yeah. After doing that for days, I don't think I want to go to a comedy show for like
2: 10 years. So did you drive as well or did you guys fly into, like um, – We drove. We uh, Okay. Oh, cool. Cool. We stayed, at, we stayed in Vegas uh,
0: and then we went up to... Uh, I have a buddy who just retired in Wyoming. Um, so we stayed at his place. Then we drove up into Jackson. We spent three days I love in Jackson. Jackson, Wyoming. Three days
2: oh, awesome. Jackson nice. Wyoming is really cool without a doubt. Yeah. It's the best.
0: So it's it's kind of funny. My buddy retired up there in Evanston and his, his wife okay. is black. His wife is black. And so we were talking and I'm like... Uh, so uh how, how are you enjoying wyoming <laughs> it's just, she's from los angeles and she goes she goes everyone's been really nice everyone's really cool she goes but she goes it is scared they do scare
2: <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah, there's still some of that, you know? Well, it's unfortunate, but, but it's there,
0: she, man. Well, it's not even that anybody has a problem with it. It's just that there's no black people. Out
2: there. There's just no
3: exposure, right? Yeah. Right.
0: So, so we were joking. It's like, she's basically like, it's as if a unicorn walked in. You're like, that's the reason <laughs> <laughs> she walks in to a restaurant. It's just like, but she she loves not having the traffic and all that stuff. And everybody, like I said, has been really nice. It's just, for her, it's weird coming from LA and then going up to Evanston. Where it's, you know. 13,000 people, but there's like, you know, nobody's like it. So, yeah. That's
2: kind of funny. I mean, the winners are hardcore, you know, it's, it's a whole different ball game up there. You know, uh, we, once you get into the park, internet is, uh, you know, not going to happen unless you're right there at one of the main lodges. Right. So, well,
0: a lot of them have no Wi-Fi. like, uh, the, yeah. the old faithful lodge has no TVs.
2: Okay. It's, Did you stay there? I stayed there. Yeah, it was awesome. Oh, that was a neat place, man. So we saw that place, but we didn't stay there. Uh, yeah, so the that Old Faithful was really Lodge cool. Is like,
0: it's maybe like a football field or two away from Old Faithful. So from our room, we could literally see out the window. No, Old cool. Faithful, yeah. That's but my dad, the reason we did the trip is my dad worked at the, at the Old Faithful Lodge in the '60s, the year before he went to college. So he really wanted to go back and kind of like relive that.
2: Yeah. Oh, cool. So your dad went with you then? Yeah, a bunch of my family worked worked there too. Hey,
0: even better. But but you have to make reservations for the lodge like two years in advance.
2: Forever, yeah.
1: Yeah, And and even dinner
0: reservations.
1: My aunt worked at the lodge for like three years, and one of the guys who was staying there while she was there gave her money in his will. Which is like Bizarre, but he, you know she she made his summers better. That's pretty cool.
0: Hey, Brad, you either need to like it's rough. Talk or, or stop fucking
2: moving I'm around. I'm already small. dreading editing this. Uh, uh, okay. Can, hey.
0: can you can you be still?
2: You're gonna have to give me a second. All right, I'll be right back. Okay. okay. Uh, uh.
0: <laughs> yeah. Yes. Yeah, so, uh, but it was pretty cool because the lodges. Jason, have you been to the lodge there? I have. Yeah. I mean, it, it's incredible. That main room that's, that's so beautiful. high with the yeah. catwalk upstairs. Yeah. I mean, basically all built out of logs. So my dad got one of the authentic original rooms. Like he paid nice. to like one of the original rooms, yeah. which is like rough. And uh we we got like a nicer room off to the back with the same thing as <laughs> A it. modern but room. E- but even if you want dinner reservations between like 5 or 8.30, a year in advance. That's so if crazy. you want to make like, dinner reservations, you're not getting them. But they had a bar they have a bar there out on yeah. that, the the port front porch and you can just out on the balcony you can just see the old paper going off has some endurance it's awesome
1: i'm trying to talk my kids into it they <clears throat> we're in a position where my kids I, I i like to go places and my kids just want to go to disneyland every year but i
0: well yellowstone's cool because there's it's a lot beautiful. of beautiful yeah. and and you've got all the uh, the geyser the, Fields, right. Uh, all yeah. the bubbling of colors. It was really, it was really neat. That's that's where I experienced the Chinese onslaught because there's these very narrow wooden walkways. And first of all, there's so many people at the park. Yeah, uh, you can't park. You can't get yeah. into the good sites unless you get there early. So, but they would the Chinese people would be out on the walkways and they're like shoving you. Well, there's no rails on the, <laughs> the walkway, so you can get knocked off. So, uh, but the funny thing is, you know, it, culturally, the shoving is a like, Right, hey.
2: it's, it's different. <laughs> so I'm okay, back, Brad's- and I figured out a system, <laughs> too. Uh, so I'll, you just take- mute, I'll just mute my mic if I'm uh, moving around the room.
0: Why don't, why don't you so- just push to talk? You couldn't get it to work?
2: Yeah, as soon as we did that, like, no window came up, and I couldn't push to talk, so...
0: Okay. Okay. Well, why don't why don't you go to the settings again, real quick? Go to that again. There should uh, okay. be a check. There should be a checkbox under Push to Talk that should say Show Push to Talk Window.
2: So under Settings, I can go to Transmit and then go to Push to Talk.
0: Uh, but and there should there should be a checkbox a little bit below there that says Display Push to Talk Button, or and you check it or uncheck it.
2: Hmm. I don't see yeah. that.
1: You might have to click the advanced settings.
0: <laughs> I think at this mm. point we should we should buy Mumble. I think we've invested
2: enough in technical skills that we actually own the product. I don't I, see advanced settings so. either. So I see settings under configure. So, so,
0: so what does it say under transmit in the go-to settings for
2: audio? Editing? Under transmit. it it gives you know voice activity push to talk. Right. Then right. there's under under transmit. There's compression quality. Then there's a miscellaneous audio cue uh, that you can browse, preview, and reset things like that.
1: So at the bottom left of that screen, there should be a button that, or a click box that says advanced on it.
2: I see it. Okay. So click Got that,
1: it. and then yep. that should display the other click checkbox.
2: Okay. So now. We go to push the talk, and then listeners,
0: this is all. This is all just easter eggs. Yeah, this is all extra
1: stuff <laughs> right now. Yeah, yeah actually, <laughs> normally we were. This clip is like this out. how to podcast. This is. We, yeah, that's right. That's right. <laughs> we're, we're giving right. you a we, primer on how to podcast.
0: We were gonna it's gonna a service this stuff to out. the community. We were going to offer this only to Patreon.
2: Uh, support. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's the best! At the, God, at that's twenty-dollar nuts, level, man. man. Yeah, right. so, yeah. Fuck off, idea. man. Do you, um, you I the, don't see like a. So there's, there's still Jason. You're using
0: a PC, right? Jason, you got a PC?
1: I am. Yeah. Sorry, I was in that settings window. Oh
0: yeah. So, 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 you're so under you that the advanced, address. what do
1: I do? So you click advance, and that should pop up that other window. Let me take a screenshot, and I'll I'll send it to you by email real quick.
2: Okay. Compression, audio,
3: process audio. Okay.
2: Yeah, I mean uh, maybe
0: traffic. Maybe traffic's bad today, so like this extra delay is just—it's a feature, right? It just means that's it. right. You're not going to finish <laughs> the, the
2: and all the Patreon and Kickstarter podcasts and. Go fuck right, Brad, off. I,
0: I need you to just focus on trying to get the picture off. <laughs> Let's do that. Okay. <laughs> don't I, well, don't I'll, do that. Why don't you, know, you do that? I'll, I'll that try and focus, focus, focus,
2: but I don't see it. So. so maybe under audio output.
0: No. I don't think so. Because it's it's not your output. <laughs>
1: All right, it's on. It's on its way.
3: I all
2: just right. sent it to the thread, the email thread. All right, cool. I'm looking for it.
0: So, Jason, you already found it. So, basically, what I was going to say is, so you got all these uh, older Chinese tourists that are shoving around, and they they want to take like selfies or like you take pictures all the time. So they'll basically dominate the whole area and block everyone else from
3: going oh, yeah. past
0: while they're trying to do it. but what's funny is like they'll shove you, but if you like shove them back, they're like, "Oh, <laughs> it looks. it's like, it's like, dude, I just did exactly the same thing that you did today. Like I, yeah. I literally shoved you back."
1: So, My wife and I went to a couple of weeks ago. We were at the Midway Museum in San Diego, and it was oh, the same best. thing. Like. At the at That's the even at the Bob Hope, like it was, you know, they all had their selfie sticks out and they're taking pictures with, you know, the the, the giant couple statue and, and it was the same oh. thing. Like we're trying to take pictures too. It, right. it, if we get in your way, it's a problem, but you'll be in every way.
0: <laughs> oh, there were there were four guys there that were probably in their twenties, uh, American guys, and they're basically like, fuck these people. So they started like <laughs> photobombing all their pictures. Like they'd get ah. behind them and be like,
3: Yay, yeah. <laughs> <laughs>
0: So I was like, wow, there's going to be like an international incident now on this little wooden pathway. <laughs> Let's get out of
2: here. I dig it. Hey, we're in business. <laughs> uh, I've so, got push to talk. So, okay. so Dave, maybe we, my, we need to include that. Away. Thank you so much, man. No problem. Yeah, I'm sorry, guys. Up. I'm not trying to fuck up the podcast. No, but, it's okay.
0: Yeah. You know. All right. So stop pushing so we can make sure it's working. Perfect. Love it. Oh, that's
1: beautiful. So, All right. So Looks good. Man, so, like, we're going to sound, sound like a professional drunk. podcast. The, uh, watch out everybody yeah. else
0: my, my dad was basically grumbling the whole time we're up there he's like three months out of the year should just be for like US citizens <laughs> to check out the parks and like the for <laughs> tourists, foreign tourists and,
3: oh man and,
0: but I was thinking like hey so maybe a, a, a US-Chinese war wouldn't be bad because the one upside <laughs> would Jesus be Christ. like suddenly our parks Dave I don't know if you want able- to say this no I think our national parks would suddenly be available <laughs> to everyone like we could finally see all those sites that no one wants to see
2: Mm-hmm. We're going to a dark place here. First of all, Trump's America. First of all,
0: a U.S.-Chinese war is never happening because no, I think uh, we call that World War III. Well, and like they own too much of the U.S., like they own too much of our national that's true,
2: so. Right, so we would have like, to have them finance our war. <laughs> that's, right. <them. laughs> that's right. That's right. We, We're in a they, bad spot there, man. We, it's not going to. It's happen. like my my war with Chase.
0: The Chinese would be buying war bombs,
2: U.S. war bombs. <laughs> <laughs> like we're they, make, they're making they money both top. ways. Oh yeah, they're, like, God. they're
0: like, well, it seems like a smart investment. The U.S. military kicks ass. We're going war
3: bombs.
1: Mitch, we're talking about next war finance. Get on top of this.
0: That's right. It did occur to me. I thought only one big war and we could just not have to worry about this. <laughs> right that that was that was during my fourth lap around the parking lot trying to find a
2: parking space you know around and around 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 so we so we got lucky on a couple things like for one thing um on that lower loop we did a tour where uh we had like a, a a tour guide with who drove the bus and he took us around to all the places so, the whole traffic and, and, you know, like you're saying, trying to find parking and all that mess, somebody else dealt with that. Uh, and I just got to kick back and look out the window and look at stuff. And, and the tour guide, he was, I mean, he was really cool because he was telling us about, like, all the, the volcanic activity and the geology of it. So, it's pretty interesting. Oh,
0: that's smart. And I think that's smart idea to do
2: that. It, it, it really, like, kept my stress level and aggravation to a minimum. But even with that, like, you're right. I mean, it is crazy crowded, and as soon as you get out of the bus and you start walking on one of those tat walks to the geyser or something, it's crazy crowded, and it's just a cultural thing where, you you know, Asians are used to being really tight together, you know, and they don't have that same idea of personal space. Um and so you know somebody's right, right I mean, up we're the catch like, you I mean
0: ch- ch- we're talking like Chinese, Japanese, Korean like
2: Yeah crowded, absolutely crowded and, and it's nothing bad it's not or so anything bad. you know but that is just a cultural difference it, it's like some guy getting nuts to butts with you know nuts to butt with you and you're like okay get get <laughs> off <laughs> of me, dude, me I, I'm not comfortable with, you know and there was even one situation where this girl was walking down the the uh, the catwalk, uh, kind of uh, the op coming the opposite direction, right? And uh, she wasn't paying attention. She was talking to her family, whatever. You know, she's having fun or what? You know, it was nothing bad. But she's not paying attention, and she runs square into my wife's uh, shoulder with her jaw you know and so her i i saw it like in slow motion where her jaw hit my wife's shoulder you know and then she's like looking at my wife like you know my wife did something wrong and my wife is like no bitch no you're not paying attention to what the fuck you're doing it's kind of your problem so that is part of it and that lower loop you know so it's basically for people who aren't familiar with the park it's it's like a uh basically like an eight there's two big loops um that connect uh north south and that lower loop is tourist town big time and it's yeah. crazy that the yeah, once you get you up go north and it that. gets it gets a lot better yeah that's right that's right so it's yeah, so, really interesting so, so
0: real quick what what animals did you see while you're up there
2: Okay, so we saw a grizzly bear with two cubs, and we saw them in Grand Tetons. They were like 200 yards off a of Main uh, main Road. Uh, that was cool. We saw a pack of wolves. That was up in Lamar Valley. That, that's a uh, good
0: graph because that's a hard thing to see.
2: It, you, you know, and it weird. is. But So, you know, the thing is with, with uh, the big predators, you know, they're going to be most active in the early morning and then in the evening right before uh, night. Right. So like uh, it was our fourth day there. And like I got the family up at like four o'clock in the morning and and loaded them up in the car. And off we went to go up to uh, Lamar Valley. And so and and to give people a sense of how big the park is, that was a two hour drive. So we got there. It's about
0: 80 miles by 80 miles. Yeah.
2: It's pretty large. And you're going over mountain passes and all kinds of stuff. So, um, you know, we got there just as sun was rising. And as we are going into the Lamar Valley, you know, I'm looking around, I'm not familiar with the area. I've got kind of some ideas of what I want to do, but you know, I'm not sure. And, and so we're going down that, that one road that goes out to like a Northeast, uh, entrance. And we see a bunch of people already, Right off of the road on kind of this hilltop, and they right, got that,
0: that's sp- the cool thing that that's usually your first clue that something good is there because people will pull over right away and start looking at it. So, if you see a bunch of people pulled over, that's usually your first sign that you should pull over and hop out and see what's going on,
2: absolutely. And if they uh, start
0: if they're running back to their cars, you yeah, definitely not get stay out. in your car. Yeah. <laughs>
2: <laughs> <laughs> well, and you know, I mean, like the park has got a good system too because. They, The National Park Service has park rangers that go to all of those places, and they're communicating. And, and so they go out to, like, if, if people, because, like, you know, with the bear 200 yards off of the road, there's, like, a bear jam where traffic is getting all bunched up right there. People are getting off, and they're looking okay and that's right. cool and the, right. but there's a there's a park ranger right there yeah they'll always have
0: somebody from the park there to kind of supervise the morons
2: that that's it you know i mean they're there to manage the people more than they are the animals And so if the the bear moves towards the road, then they're going to tell everybody to get back in their cars and move the fuck out, right?
0: Yeah, we were there for a a bison, where they all pulled over, and a bison herd was basically crossing back and forth across the road, and there was a ranger there. And there's a lady, we're pulling up, and the lady is literally like, uh, we're about maybe 10 yards away from the bison. It's, It's standing a foot off the road as we're driving past it, and she's walking next to our car. Towards it, it just seems like ten <laughs> yards away. So my wife no. is filming, and I'm, I'm like, "Keep going!" I said, "If it attacks you, we'll film the whole thing. It'll be fine." And she's <laughs> we we'll be famous like, on YouTube. Yeah, she's
1: oh, laughing. I'm, and like, the, and I'm like, "You're are, an idiot!"
2: No, I'm like, "You're a total moron!" That's a oh, thing. That's a thing. You know, like you can search YouTube for they idiots up. in Yellowstone, right? And yeah. but, what, what is
1: the name of that that
2: animal, Dave? A bison. Okay. It's you know what a, most people it, call it, a buffalo, right? It's not uh, a buffalo. It's not. But it, but it, the true word is uh, bison. A buffalo is, is, is more buffalo. like the water
1: buffaloes I, in Vietnam. I say, I say bison right? also. Bison. Bison. They're they're, they're not because
0: they're not they're not buffalo bison. it's two yep. different species. I
2: learned right, this people. At Get Yellowstone.
3: It right. Get it right. Yeah, and I don't so even, see, I don't
2: have a biology major. But you're right. as educated as me, brother. You know as much as me. That's no problem. But um,
0: a, there's there's video they show up there where they there is literally a guy getting uh, hit by a bison, and I want to say he's wearing a what I call the Kansas City tuxedo. He's got jeans, <laughs> no shirt, and a mullet. Classy and, as fuck. And, and, and it's like what you see in cops. Like every white guy oh, who gets arrested man. in cops is like jeans, no shirt, sweating, and <laughs> mullet. But this, oh, hey, this so we bison tosses about, like, him twenty foot up. In the air. Like uh-huh. head over heels and then they like, land.
1: like he's nothing, you know? Yeah. We got chased I mean, to my mom's little Dodge Neon back in the nineties. They're they're brutal.
0: Are we talking about poor white people? Or are we talking about bison. Yeah. <laughs> oh,
1: <okay, we're laughs> the bison, bison chases. Okay. <clears throat> I get chased all
2: the time by poor white people in Phoenix. White trash, yeah. Oh man. Hey, uh we gotta talk about the signs. The so- there's there's a couple signs that you will see at Yellowstone that are that whole, like, uh, you know, (laughs) I mean, there's two, it's too funny. Do you remember the sign? Like you go into the restroom, right? And you see the toilet and above the toilet, there's a sign of like where it shows a picture of a guy who's standing on the seat and squatting down over it. And it's got the, it's got the red line through it. Like, no. <laughs> <laughs> you don't, you don't, you don't stand on it's, the toilet it's not a squatty body. Body. Yeah, you you actually, and then it shows the, and then then there's the yes. You 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 place your ass on the on the toilet. Seat. <laughs> <laughs> you know, it's like it was the funniest thing. And I, I don't want to say who that's probably doing today. That's, 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 <laughs> right, right. Again. Oh, I think everybody Oops. knows. <laughs> but I guess it's such a. Thing you know that they had made signs for that. You know, we,
1: when I was in Iraq, we had signs in our in our porta potties because the local nationals would all do that note. They break the seed off. Like, no, that's not how we. That's not how oh, this is meant to be was, Yeah,
2: yeah. <clears throat> but with yeah, the seed it's down. crazy. So, and then the second sign, which is a good one, and this one is like part of the Darwin Award uh, series. So, um, you know, natural selection at its best and it shows the picture of little Johnny and he's standing on the, on the geyser hole, <laughs> you know, and, oh, the, and, the, and the geysers going off. Right. And they're saying no. And it's got the red line through it. Like, no, don't stand on the geyser. That's a bad oh, idea.
0: They're, <laughs> they're, they're complete fucking idiots. I, I saw one guy again, part of the group that I was describing earlier, um, steps off of the walkway onto the mm. ground in the mm. geyser field to take a picture of his wife who's on the walkway well it's not safe no first of all you're explicitly not allowed to do that because you're destroying the environment That's why right outside.
2: they want to try and keep it pristine where the hum- human activity right. doesn't mess it up
0: so so but the other part of it is uh, we talked to the ranger, and they have activity all over those areas. So they, those wooden walkways get moved all the time because a geyser will come up underneath it, <laughs> and they have to move it. And a lot of that ground looks solid, but it's actually oh, can yeah, be a crust shell and drop you into like a boiling, boiling boiling water. water yeah. right?
2: right. I mean, it could collapse under you just as quick as so, that, you know, and so then you're toast.
0: I, I basically watched the guy do it because I'm like, oh, please, please, stop and <laughs> and
2: it. Like, he
0: totally deserved it, and he, he, he didn't. So then I went up to That's him and yelled bit disappointing. at him. Yeah, I yelled at him, and then he got back on the walkway. But, um,
2: my <laughs> so good job, you uh, were a good citizen to let him know what a the, dumbass he was. You know, based on my demeanor
0: and personality, he may have suspected that I actually worked with the club. Because I have that, I have that. I, I carry myself in a certain manner you, in public. <laughs> you, you can have that voice. Exactly, exactly. That's the voice my wife complains yeah. about. We have
1: a name for it. Yeah. Yep.
2: Yeah. <laughs> yep. Yeah, yeah, it's that authoritative, uh, that right. captain voice or whatever, but command command voice. They talked about that. So, but uh, so another any more, thing any I saw. More yellow,
0: give me give me the other yellows. Any other yellows? Yeah, things? yeah. So I've got
2: another one. So like I said, I'm going uh, to go grab this, a drink this, real quick. Go okay, so this go. is a good one, right, where um, we go up to the north end of the park to a place, place called, like, a Mammoth um, Geysers or whatever.
3: Oh, yeah, and, yeah,
2: yeah. Okay, so that sounds – yeah. So we're up there. Like, there are elk – there's this whole developed area, right? And they've got all these shops and stuff. And so we like, we're oh, well, let's get some ice cream because they have like a big thing up there is huckleberry. So so we're like, oh, let's get some huckleberry ice cream, you know? And so there's all these shops, and we stop off in this middle of this area that's you know uh, well developed, and we get ice cream, and we're walking out, and we see this family, and there's and there's elk everywhere, just right there in the middle of you, right? And uh, so there's this one elk that has like a baby, and we see this family, and the mom and the dad are standing back, but they're telling little Johnny to get closer to to, to the the elk, you know, and – and uh, you know, like, cause they want to take a picture. They want to get a little. Do jo- people
1: not understand how animals work? <laughs> you no,
2: know, they These don't. These are
1: not pets. Like, yeah,
2: that's the I thing know. is, they're, like, they are crazy. clueless about you know, uh, you know, nature in general. You know, I mean, yeah, you've I got mean, a group of people there that have never been out of the city, and and have no idea that if they get too close to that animal, that animal is going to jack them up. Right, yeah, <laughs> nope. it's it's nope. it's it's Dave's it's Dave's
0: second fundamental law of life. If you're seeing something that no one has ever seen before, it seems very unusual, <laughs> immediately <laughs> run away because the people who saw it are probably all dead. They're dead. So if you yeah. see a bear up really close and you're like, "Oh my god, this is awesome," run because you're probably going to be killed and no one's ever going to see what you're about to see. <laughs>
2: yeah, that thing's about to eat you. You know. Uh, but
0: like, so my, like, my dad, went, when he went out of the lodge in the morning to check his car, it's just like five in the morning. He walks to his car. He's walking back. He looks up, and there's a bison standing like five feet away from him oh yeah. by the parking lot, just sitting there.
3: And, and that's like, a hey, big, buddy. like,
2: 800-pound animal, you know? Yeah, yeah, he's like, I'm just keep trying to get to the lodge. Like, <laughs> Yep. So with that elk, like, uh, you know, the, the, the parents, I mean, it's their child. <laughs> it's their child and they're like get closer go ahead go ahead get closer and you can see like little johnny's got this look of concern on his face and i'm thinking oh because he gets I'm, it yeah, yeah i'm watching and i'm like oh little johnny's got some good survival instinct you know, right yeah it's like it <laughs> looks like
0: a 350 right? yeah, pound elk right pound
2: yeah that can kick the fuck out of you right and so he's like Kind of got this concerned look, but they're goading him to get closer, and and I'm sitting there like, hey, hey, watch this, guys. <laughs> you know, we we might get to see this poor kid. You know, <laughs> that's right. I know that's get the right. get the crap beat out of him by this old, right. by this out. You know, and it, it didn't happen, which is good, right? But but it's like, as a parent, you're looking at these other parents, and you're thinking, what the fuck is wrong with you? You know, that's know. your kid. That you're trying to get to go up closer to this wild animal, you know? you got to like,
0: put it up on Facebook. They want that picture for Facebook.
2: Right, right. We've got to have credit for this, right?
0: Yeah, they're, they're definitely hoping.
2: Like. <laughs> yeah, it's but crazy.
0: We, but so we a, there we was a bunch of great. That. We had a bunch of great photos. I got some great video of some of the waterfalls, so we were pretty excited. Uh, so it was a great trip. I, I, I think it's one of the best parks. That and Zion are my two favorite parks so far that I've been to national parks. Zion. Cool.
2: I'd like to go to Zion. I haven't been there. That that sounds uh, that's up in Utah, right?
0: Yeah, that's one where Brad, you want to reserve in advance so you can stay on the lodge because then you can uh, stay on the park. Otherwise, at night everyone has to leave and go off park and then take trams on. But if you make the reservations and you stay at the lodge, you can park on the park and drive onto the park. No one mm-hmm. else is allowed to drive. They all have to take trams
2: on gotcha I wonder if that's something where you probably have to reserve it like months out too, no, because a, that's the way Yellowstone was it, no, it's, right? a, it's, it's, a, like,
0: it's a year or two you gotta you gotta do
2: it at least a year or two yeah it's crazy but yeah. it's worth
0: it I mean if you can do it they can make the reservations yeah. well.
2: it was neat man I mean like for me the highlight was the wolves because uh, that like <laughs> I really wanted to see them you know and that was like in Lamar Valley where there's this whole group of people up on this hilltop And the the valley is like two to three, probably like two or three miles wide, right? And there's the road that kind of goes along it. And then there's a river that goes through it too. And then over on the far side of the valley was where the wolves are. And um, so we're all watching, you know, I, I, I see everybody up there, right? And they've got spot scopes and everything. And I'm like, oh, hey, here, this is where we need to where we need to go. So I got the family out. We went up there, started talking to people. Yep. We're in the right place. There's a wolf pack over here on the far side of the Valley. Um, and like uh, everybody was really cool. Like people would let you look through their spotting scopes. And some people had,
0: Oh, that's, that's cool. That's pretty sweet. Yeah.
2: It's really neat because like with my binoculars, I could kind of see them, but it was really just like, Oh, there's a Brown dot moving around. Right. <laughs> right? And that's okay. that was it, you know. But then So what the, did, what did your daughter think of the whole experience? So <laughs> so this is you know funny. I mean I
0: felt I felt like my kids were humoring me most of the time. I'd be like, isn't this cool They're like yeah, yes, yeah, great. yes.
2: Yes, yes. I'm trying to get them concerned. Ex- trying to get her excited about it, you know, and like at times so I got a little bit of excitement, but like so. We stop and we're looking at these wolves and I'm trying to explain to her like, hey, this is a a once in a lifetime opportunity, you know, I mean, it's really rare. It's really cool, you know, trying to get her all jazzed about it. And she's like. You know, like for for the first five minutes, she's like, "Oh yeah, okay." And people, and there's people who are like, "Oh, well, I've got a spotting scope set up for kids," you know, and they've oh, got that, it. At the yeah, right, that's awesome. Yeah, that's awesome. they got it at the right height. So Brindley goes over and looks at it, you know, and and then there's spotting scopes that are linked in with people's iPads, and so whatever the the scope sees, oh, it's, oh, yeah. is yeah, it's cool. displayed on that's the iPad. Cool. So. So that really helped the whole experience, right? Because otherwise, it, if it just been us, we would have seen brown dots. <laughs> you
1: got to put it on an iPad or they don't care. Yeah,
2: yeah. We would we have seen brown dots moving around through the binoculars. But I'm like, hey, this is amazing. You can really see, like, their behavior and, yeah. Um, yeah. and things like that. And my daughter's like, for five minutes, she seems kind of jazzed, and then we're done. and And then she starts asking me, well, when are we going to leave? And I'm like, we're not, you know, I'm thinking we're not going to fucking leave. We're going to stay here all fucking day. And <laughs> That's right. <laughs> I know. It's funny because when you, when I did a video,
0: uh, my wife did a video when we drove by the bison and you can hear me kind of yelling at the kids in the back. I'm like, get off and your iPads and look out the window. <laughs> we're, we're driving fucking two feet past the bison who you can hear in the video. He's just chewing grass. Like he's so happy. I'm like, will you at least look out your goddamn window and see the bison? I was like, and I, I told him, I said, I'm gonna fucking throw those iPads out <laughs> the fucking window of the car,
2: right? And that's and that's where Brindley was too. She was look, you know, on her iPad but, playing Minecraft. But it and is nice you know, it's like, playing, hey, they, meanwhile, it, a, meanwhile, right. life is passing you by. There's a whole world right. out here. You know, we might want to experience that. Yeah.
0: So, well, yeah. So it's yeah. a great trip. Yeah, it was, you know,
2: and and I didn't expect to, like, the two things I really wanted to see were grizzly bears and wolves, and I did not expect to. I I felt like it would be where I was lucky if I got to, and I got to see both of them. Nice. Yeah, Yeah, so it it was hard sweet.
0: The wolves are a very rare spot. We didn't get wolves. Yep. We got everything and else,
2: but no There was a park ranger out there, and he was talking to everybody. Is like telling us, "Oh, well, this is the Butte Junction pack, and this pack hunts bison." And he and like we're looking, you know, at them, and you know, like he's he's saying, "Well, you see that one's got a limp," and and I'm so I start looking, like, "Oh, sure enough, yeah, it has a limp." He's like, "Yeah, that's where a bison has kicked it." when they are trying to hunt and kill, you know, like an, either an old bison or one of the calves or something, you know? So it right. to, for me is one of the coolest experiences, you know, that I've had in a long time. It is neat. That's awesome.
1: I, lo- I love that part.
2: Yeah, it is neat. We did that. We did uh, Mount Rushmore and we talked about American history uh, we did uh, Crazy Horse and we talked about Native American history, which for my daughter, like, uh, that was cool because she was like asking questions about, like, well, wait, you know, what happened? And so I was like, well, the Native Americans, they got a raw deal, you know, and start, and we kind of talked through that some, you know, so that was cool. Then we went to Indiana, visited my uncle. We went to, uh, Tippecanoe battle uh, to to a battle nice. site in Indiana, yeah, for uh, where the Shawnee Indians fought against uh, the Americans. Uh, just like a uh, Governor Harrison was was the the douchebag in, in charge of uh, <laughs> committing genocide in Indiana, right? So so uh, we went there well, and well, then well we came had, home. They
0: did at least name the state Indiana. I mean, does that help? Oh
2: yeah, yeah! After they had, is, after they had killed all the Indians, that they, they,
0: they did is is that state going to have to be renamed eventually? Or are they not going to allow Indiana
2: to be Indiana enemy? <laughs> <laughs> right, right.
0: All right, so Brad, there is something called a quiz. So
1: oh uh, fuck, we're, we're only an hour in.
2: Yeah, I'm nervous about this. Uh, so, I, so I'm like shooting for a two out of twenty. I think will be. It, it,
0: it's it's optional but i want to tell you like generally we need to like keep a decent pace up so if you feel like you don't know the answer to a question uh you know just tell us i've no idea or guess
2: so i'll try not to be a windbag on it yeah
0: not a lot of hemming on we're looking for some speed here so
2: uh so you're gonna take it you want to take the quiz yeah i do I, i will i will say that like uh you know, I love the podcast, you know, obviously it is, it's good stuff. Um, and when you guys do the quiz, like I always look forward to that. I think like, oh, that's really interesting. Like I learned something, you know, but when you're in the hot seat, I like, I can understand <laughs> where some of the right, guys are sure. coming that's from, right? right. But, but, and, but, but oh, we've been there man. too. Remember, Jesse reversed the office. <laughs> Jesse gave us the quiz. Yeah.
0: He sealed for dope yeah,
1: that's right.
2: Well, yeah, I would just have to start making shit up if I was going to do that. But uh, no, I, w- I want to take it. I uh, you know I always enjoy it. Um, I'm going to shoot for a two out of twenty. I am no expert. Like some of the guys, like Rex and Mitch and Ralph, those guys they they know their stuff. I'm not at that level, so maybe maybe we'll get one or two right. You so, know? so fair so enough. Yeah, so
0: good. You and, have so to get at least one. If, if you're a new listener and you this you've made it this far uh the idea of this whole podcast thing is that we're all friends with each other right so all of us are friends the guys who are listening are friends and if you think you'd be friends with the guys that are on this then maybe you should come to our convention come join us. and meet some of the guys would be on the guild or uh like Jason and I are friends we're always gonna be friends so like we talk maybe we text or we we get to see each other once or twice a year maybe but uh it's just about uh, you're going to meet guys like I've met so many incredible friends. Uh, like I consider almost all the guys uh, that that come to the con, those are all good friends of mine. So that's kind of the cool thing about it. It's not really about war games as much as it's just about having a bunch of buddies who are all great guys who like the same kind of stuff. You do. Yeah, right, Brad. Is that how you feel about it? Brad's muted. Brad's uh, Brad wouldn't have to do it. <laughs> That's I don't bad. know what Brad's doing. He's overwhelmed. He's so touched by my speech. He's yourself. He, he can't talk right now.
1: And it really is like that's when when I think I'm, about our podcast, which I try to not do like overly, but it is more about the guild and the community more than us us two chuckle fucks you, talking bullshit once every six weeks or so.
0: Yeah, I think everybody likes each other a lot. So yeah. I mean, that, I mean, it's like looking great. back on all the guys I've met, and like when I started board wargaming, shit, I didn't have a lot of people to wargame with, but now I've got tons of great friends to wargame And to,
1: war and to with. the point where, when I talk about All Good or talk about Duck or talk about you, Dave, like I, 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 I tend to preface like with this guy from the guild. Mario's like, oh yeah, All Good, yeah, I know who the fuck you're talking about. I know Justin. I, right. I know Duck. So, I know these right. guys. I that's she right. has a crush on Ralph. Like it's, it's
0: oh that's
1: it, funny. <laughs> oh, she loves Ralph.
0: <laughs> I think is to the point. The, is it the robot voice?
2: <laughs> I, I think like it's, space Odyssey. It's the soothing. <laughs> it's the soothing sound that he because he has like this real like you know kind of soothing like, he age, has, like a you sharp know?
1: gruffness, but he's also he very calm. It.
2: You yeah, I he,
0: he could be like Aaron. I wouldn't do that if I was <laughs> like Aaron. I,
1: what what are you doing, Aaron?
0: Yeah,
2: it's uh, Ralph's, Ralph's a sexy motherfucker, man. I mean, it and when he puts up, on you know, those swim trunks, you know, it's irresistible. Oh, it's good stuff, man.
0: Hey, he's definitely confident. Let's put it <laughs> that way.
2: well. And hey, and they say confidence is is uh, the number one. Sexy attribute, right? So you I agree. To, to, to Believe Tony,
0: in Tony yourself, will, man. Fuck yeah, to, everybody Tony'll Tony will get you to read the rational mail. That book that he's talking about, the rational mail. All right, so there's a quiz. Again, we put sidetracked. So, So basically the whole point of the podcast is generally that we're in a bar. We're all bullshitting. We're drinking. This is three guys talking the way we would talk to. Maybe if we're sitting in a bar for a couple hours during a war game convention. So – You get to sit in with us and maybe after a while you're like, hey, we like these guys then come on to the guild. We've got a guild uh, on BGG and uh, then if you participate there and you're interested, maybe you can come to the convention. You can meet all the guys like basically all these guys that you hear about. like Brad will drop down. Brad's saying like, hey, Mitch and Clay and all these guys get mentioned because these are all our friends. We're like a big group of friends.
2: It's a a great bunch of guys and uh, that's the difference between AAC and other podcasts, right? It's like, it's not about, you know, trying to, yeah, trying to get a bunch of people to listen, you know, so you can Patreon Kickstarter the shit. I, it's about, you know, hanging out with you. That's it. Right. All
0: right. So there's a quiz. This is the hot as fuck July podcast quiz.
1: Thank you, Braxton for preparing the quiz for us.
0: He's very diligent. In fact, Braxton sent me one copy, and then he sends me <laughs> another copy. Like, oh, I noticed a typo. I'm oh, like, nicely done. I'm like, I'm like, literally, you could have just told me. Probably, I would have corrected it. Like a typo. Like this isn't getting published. So,
2: so I really first, hope uh, Braxton decided to be nice. We'll see. He, uh, there are some crazy fucking questions. It, he it, can, it with, can be man. brutal. You, you, okay. Three thousand years of history and pretty much constant warfare throughout. So uh, let's see.
0: I think uh, I think you're going to do okay. So we'll see. That's my assessment. So we're going to start off for each listed geographical battlefield location, name the American Civil War battle it is associated with. So I'm going to give you a battlefield location, and you have to tell me the American Civil War battle. Okay. Fuck. All right. Was I heard? Fuck. Uh, okay. Uh, The Hornet's Nest. Tell me the battle. The Hornet's Nest.
2: Okay. So, uh, I'm not a big Civil War buff.
0: Um, I'm going to refer back to the hemming and hawing portion. No No
2: windbaggery.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Oh, shit. You're like, ooh, this takes me back to a humid
2: (laughs) Memphis Hornet. Lighting his pipe. Okay, you said Memphis, <laughs> so I, I'll go with uh Chickamauga. So I said
0: Memphis, so you're going uh to Chickamauga. Okay.
2: I am doing the best I can. I dig it. <laughs> yeah. the, okay, the, don't, don't don't bust my balls it, on it, it, Civil War. It was fast. The,
0: Jason, do you know this one? No. Shiloh. Fair enough. Okay. Yeah, Hornets' Nest is Warrenton. Tried to block the confederates for a couple hours in Shiloh, uh, and, and, and so is,
2: and Chickamauga is further east up up. Either, uh, it's it's past Chattanooga. Okay, it's all part right, of the cool. Chattanooga I really the I behind. really don't know that shit at all. So okay. So Dave next also one.
1: has the answers, so while he can hold forth on the correctness.
2: Oh, fuck
0: off. Right,
1: Dave gets to pretend that. like he's the fucking oh, expert. Dick. You know,
3: and it's because he's well, looking you know, no, at so damn sheet. No, I take back I think
2: what I said earlier. Really <laughs> something there, man. I take I back uh, what I said earlier. Yep, yep, Jason
0: knows what he's talking about. There it is. What a dick. I Love you. So. So the next one is I, I say if I don't know it. The next one is Mary's Mary, heights. You do Mary's, Mary's heights. M A R Y E apostrophe S
2: heights.
1: I also don't know this one.
2: So neither do I. I have no idea. Um, it, heights. It, it, are you so? Are you going to guess or not? Yeah, I'm going to guess. Uh, heights. <clears throat> <clears throat> Chattanooga. Uh, just because I said that one before, okay. I don't know. I don't know. I'm try. I'm- hey, don't judge, man. No, I Mary's told you. I- I'm told you. I- I- I'm gonna get one or two. All right. So M-
0: Mary's Heights is the heights where the Confederates were on Pittsburgh, where they blew the shit out of the Union as they were coming up.
2: Oh. I heard about that on the damn podcast. Okay. Vicksburg, right? Is that what no, you said?
0: No, Fredericksburg. It's about 5,000 miles away from Vicksburg.
2: Oh, okay. Wow.
0: Tur- Turner's Gap. Turner's Gap.
2: I have no fucking idea. Turner's Gap. It's,
0: yeah. It's a South Mountain. It's not, That's a hard yeah. one. That's a hard one. Uh, the next one is Henry Hill. Henry Hill. Goodfellas.
2: That's right. Good <laughs> job, now, now Henry Hill, I've heard before. Because you've seen Goodfellas. Well, well because you know, but whether or not I can remember minutia, um, I will go with uh, Bull Run.
0: I think, randomly, you may have gotten that answer (laughs) correct.
2: No, I didn't get it randomly. First Bull Run. Civil War Podcast, man. That's where I heard about it. it. Yes, First first Bull Run, yes. First and second Bull
0: bull Run, correct.
2: Nicely done. We can keep recording. Thank you, Civil War Podcast.
0: Hagerstown Turnpike. Hagerstown Turnpike.
2: Uh, uh, I've never heard that one, is, I I don't know. It is uh,
0: Antietam. Antietam. Okay, that's cool.
2: That's, a, that's interesting. So, yeah, that's a big one. Yep. I bought a was- couple of the uh, GCACW uh, games, so you know, hopefully, I'll learn more of that, but. But Civil War is not my uh, – you know, you hear these uh, douchey uh, speeches from, like, Robert E. Lee and stuff, you know, and it, my gag reflex goes up, so.
1: <laughs>
2: Fair enough. I have no idea what he's talking
0: about.
2: <laughs> <laughs> well, have okay. you, like, have you read some of the letters uh, by Robert E. Lee? Like, yeah. I, I've just, like, looked at a – glance at a couple of them, and then, like, you watch uh, – you know, gods and generals or something. The movie and and the way they talk, I I, I don't care for it, man. Well, Especially I can't, for, I can't from stand an Martin asshole Sheen. racist, you know, Martin. had uh, had slaves, you know. So
0: Martin Sheen, I think, ruined Robert De So
2: that's, I just see Martin Sheen. Now. Well, you probably you know way more about it than I do, so I'll take your word for it. No, I always see Charlie Sheen as being
0: Jackson, and maybe Emilio Estevez as Longstreet. Oh, that's that's horrifying. They could make a news to the All right. So the next one is it's time for name that opposing commander. All right, that's a good one. So, so I'm going to tell you our commander, and then you name the opposing commander. You ready, Brad? Uh, I am ready. Battle of the Nile, 1798. Our commander is Francois Paul Bure de Aguilas. Who is your <laughs> commander?
2: Okay, so this is the French. Of the Naya, right. this is the French down, down there fighting the uh, the Mamluks or whatever. Uh, but it's the Battle of the Nile. Oh, oh, so that is. This
3: no, you're fine. Fuck.
2: What the fuck is his name? It's not the Battle of the Pyramids. <laughs> no, it's it's the uh loads. the naval commander, the British naval commander, oh, oh, and yes. his name is fucking escaping me. Farragut. Uh, no. Porter. Uh, no.
0: Nelson. Yes! Why would you it's yell Nelson. at the answer, Jason? <laughs> because,
2: <laughs> because, because it's what nation. I know. Because Jason's a nice guy. Cause he's a nice guy. That's why. Has, has
0: Jason gotten sneakery? Drunk? That's two. That's Was two. Jason I got my two right. Family?
1: I've been doing yard work
0: all morning
1: and, I, and I'm so dehydrated and I started drinking as soon as I came inside. So I'm pretty Why would you? Why I'm would pretty to
0: Okay, so that, Jason and Brad, are you guys ready to take the quiz? <laughs> Jason yes, and Jason. yes and so I'll play along. Hey,
2: hey so don't Jason, judge. Maybe, Jason's yeah. a good guy, and he's just
0: trying to help now, me out, man. It might be a funny technique for us to have Jason. <laughs> how about this? We could have the guest host. It would barely pick, help. No, how about this? The guest host can pick one person to help them. Either myself or Jason. Oh, that's good And that's, that's good. So like, good So you, I won't, you call for not, the lifeline, right? No, no one would Jason, ever pick me.
2: you can call for Jason yeah.
0: on one so, question So neither of us would ever see the well, one person has to give the quiz, right? So in the beginning you would have to choose whether you're gonna choose Dave or Jason, and then that other post would then open up the quiz and do the post. That would be nice. Fun.
1: Nice. No one would like ever it. pick me. I don't want to run the quiz, Dave. I but you're good at the Vietnam stuff. I,
0: would pick stuff. I would pick you, Jason.
2: I think a lot of and people I would pick you. A lot
0: of people would pick <laughs> you, Jason, <laughs> just, just to make would be me so angry. <laughs> so they want to make me angry. They would just pick. Right, just if nothing else. It.
2: Like we get kind of that that Dave anger going, you know, like kind the quiz of we did together, get that gestating.
1: I got I got one question right, and Dave got like six, so.
2: But
0: I know Duck would automatically pick you just to piss me off. Just, like he would, yeah. they, would, they would always pick you. Of- <laughs> so, so Jason's going to help from now on. Alright, so... I so, got my 2 out of 20. We're all good. So let's go. So, uh, Brayson, here's the next question. Battle of <laughs> I, I apologize for fucking stuff. Fort, Fort Ticonderoga, 1758. Fort Ticonderoga. Our commander is John Abercrombie. Who is your commander? This is the Battle of Carrion for Typhound, 1758. We have okay. John Abercrombie. Who do you have, Brad?
2: Okay, so that's French and Indian War. Um, and Abercrombie is the British commander. So I've got the French commander, and I have no fucking idea who it would be. Uh God damn. Um. I can't. I can't remember.
3: Yeah, I think so I've, heard, I've heard
2: that before, but I can't remember. So you don't know? Nope.
0: Okay, it's Montcalm.
2: Ah, uh, and there you go. Yep. Yeah. Sounds familiar. As soon as you said it. So
3: okay. He's
0: he's the safe bet, I think, for any French general in the French and Indian War just before he died, basically. Yeah, and Uh, he was
3: pretty good, right? He was good.
0: Um, He and Wolfe went at it. Yeah, he's good. Yeah. Uh, Battle of Fontenoy, seventeen forty-five. Which is we got to get into the BAR stuff too, Brad. I think we're missing out on the BAR stuff. I think that's
2: there's some really cool stuff there. But like you said, see, like I bought in. To what you said where and and i agreed with the fact that like bar is like well fuck man how much time do i have you know yeah, i'm a already whole different set, whole different yeah i'm set. already into lava tie and i love lava tie so do i really want to enter into a whole nother one you know it's probably a great game
0: all right so and i mentioned it because they one of their battles is the battle of Plum, 1745 we have Prince William, the Duke of Cumberland. Who do you have?
2: So, again, no expert, but I'll go with Frederick the Great.
0: No, uh, that's <laughs> uh, Seven Years' War. Um, <laughs> okay. Franklin, but I think it's uh, the Marshal de Sachs. I think Sox is the commander of oh, but I could be wrong. Either way, you got
2: it wrong because I was Frederick thinking somewhere in the 1700s, Frederick the Great was a badass. So, Frederick you know. the Great
0: was probably a teenager, I think, at this point. So.
2: Well, okay. So a little bit later was his time. You know, yeah, this somewhere is the, in this there, is the yeah. War of
0: Austrian Succession, when the French actually kicked some ass. And uh, Frederick the Great, it's more like Seven Years' War, that kind of stuff. Might have okay, some battles, might have okay gotcha.
2: There's a lot of the European history I don't know, um, so... Some of
0: this happened right. when like Molwitz was fought, like some of these beginning wars where he ran like a little bitch from battle. <laughs> All right, so the next battle is the First Battle of Winchester, 1862. Our general is the easy one, Stonewall Jackson. Who is your general? So it's tough because you got to think: Am I trying to pick a Union or a Confederate child? At this point, <laughs> at
2: this point, the zombie Stonewall Jackson well, I, is I, like th- I th- think I was gonna say that's a,
3: that's Stonewall a.
2: Stonewall had summoned a uh, a undead skeleton army. That's right. At that's that right. point, so was he undead? At this point, was he alive? But, but the, union, the Union, had, uh, had gotten some, uh, like some dragon cavalry. So um, <laughs> so so, who was commanding the Union's Dragon Cavalry? Yeah, I'm not sure. I'll go with McClellan.
0: A good guess because it's 1862. It's actually Nathaniel Banks.
2: Okay. Yeah. I, no, I, I don't know who the fuck he is. So okay. that was that was a solid guess though.
0: The, the next battle is Battle of Poltava, 1709. Our general is Charles XII of Sweden. Who's your general? Poltava, 1709. Of Charles XII, the King of Sweden.
2: Holy fuck! Mm-hmm. I have Versus. no, no fucking idea. Um, I need to like. Can I phone a friend to Nick? No. Well, you got Jason? <laughs> I need, to su- I need <laughs> the Jason. Jason, no, Jason? No, you already got Jason. You got oh, any idea? Hard pass. Um, zero
3: pass. <laughs> oh.
2: <laughs> I'm here for you, brother, but I have no idea. So it's interesting <laughs> because, like, I wonder, like, um you know maybe the swede you know like this was part of his uh normal curriculum like who know? did the
0: swede who did the Swedes fight in the early 1700s you know i ha-
2: i have no fucking idea i really uh, don't know anything about that at all um could go uh, guess let's just guess
0: because i'm getting from the, ver- the, the the signals you're sending me i have no fucking idea yeah D- D- about D- that D- at dave,
2: all. dave i don't know i don't know so go ahead and tell me the answer cuz I, be- I don't know it's going to be peter the great. Oh, okay. The the other great. Sweden,
0: uh, Sweden. Sweden was in some crazy wars with like Lithuania and like Poland and this is all like Great Northern War stuff I think where like Sweden had like a really big empire at one point, you know. Charles Charles XII was kind of like their Frederick the Great, their Alexander, you know.
2: That's interesting I mean, he, like they go they go from that to then like Napoleon uh, giving the uh, kingship of Sweden to somebody, right? Who so then Bernadotte, yeah, Bernadotte. Bernadotte right? Yeah. So and he, and he so what Bernadotte happened during that. that whole time period there is pretty interesting.
0: Well, I think a ton of Swedish people died fighting for Charles the Twelfth, and then they were like, "What the fuck are you doing? <laughs> fuck this. this is ridiculous."
3: Yeah,
2: this is bullshit.
0: Hard <laughs> power. So passed. Nick, so yeah, Nick, sure. would, Nick would be better to tell us, but I think it's along those. I think the Swedes were exhausted after fighting under Gustavus. And then Charles XII, uh-huh. the like, but the Swedes were nothing to be trifled with in, in that period, 16s to 17s.
2: That's, that's interesting. See, I, I like all the history. Um, you know, like some of the podcasts you've had before where, like, Clay's just like, hey, I'm just playing the game. Like, I like the history, and I try to learn it, but I'm no expert on it like some of the guys are. So I think it's, you know, that's part of the most engaging uh Aspect of some of the games.
0: No, I agree. I think uh, to me, that's that's why I like it. So, here's the next thing. This is one of Jason's favorite questions: Who or what the fuck am I?
1: What the fuck am I? Okay, I,
0: I am your brown clo- bass. Brown bass. Nope, I am a closed metal God. casing, typically filled with round lead or iron balls, packed with sawdust, sawdust to add more solidity and cohesion. At times, when the supply of balls is limited. Nails, scrap iron or lead wire, and other similar metal objects are included in my casing. I'm usually made of tin, often dipped in lacquer or beeswax, diluted with turpentine. What am I?
2: Ooh, I like this. Well, that sounds like like the canister shot for artillery back at...
0: um, Is is that your guess?
2: Read it again.
0: Oh, are you, that's, you want me to read that whole <laughs> thing? Again? Hey, shut
2: fuck up and read it, man. Quick,
0: quick, oh, let's it. go, Alec. J- Jason just wants to read the part at times when the supply of balls is limited.
1: <laughs> I did laugh. Right. I was I was muted, <laughs> but I laughed when he said balls.
0: I am a close metal <laughs> casing, typically filled with round leather iron balls, Jason. I'll let you the later. Thank you. Uh, Thank you. Packed with sawdust to add more solidity and cohesion. Yeah. Sawdust and balls, not a good combination. Mm. At times when the supply of balls is limited, <laughs> nails, scrap iron or lead, wire, or other similar metal objects are included in my casing. I'm usually made of tin, often dipped in lacquer of beeswax, diluted with turpentine. What am I?
2: It's very specific. Okay, so that is like the grape shot or, or canister uh that's, shot that, so I, that's I, would say, gra- I would say i would say grape my answer is grape shot like uh napoleon giving them a whiffing okay. shot
0: that's correct it's artillery canister shot good yeah shot.
2: that's right
1: motherfuckers nicely done that's three i got three
0: <laughs> okay so next is i am a compound machine utilizing the mechanical advantage of a lever I am generally powered by the effect of gravity. I store potential energy by raising an extremely heavy weight box that is attached by a hinged connection to the counterweight portion of a heavy throwing arm. What am I? Trebuchet. Bingo. Nice. I,
2: I am have, a soldier. I have doubled my goal.
0: I am a soldier, a diplomat, and a politician. I once killed my wife's lover district attorney of the District of Columbia in a jealous rage. I was acquitted of the crime by using the legal defense of temporary insanity for the first time in US history. Part of me is on display at the National Museum of Medicine. Who am I? This is a great, this is a great, yeah that's interesting. It does not give away the most important moment of the guy's life but still it's great. No idea. Jason, you have any guesses? Uh, no. Would you Would it's you a, have known without? I would have just from the last yeah. part. Dan Daniel Sickles. Uh, okay. Okay. His leg was uh, amputated. Oh, yeah, yeah, his yeah, yeah. leg is on display. He's a Civil War corps commander. He's the one that pushed his corps without orders out into the middle of the battlefield mm-hmm. in Gettysburg, out of the yeah. line which then created all the battles with the peach orchard and the wheat field. Yeah. So very, very controversial because people thought that he ruined Meade's plan, that there's some argument that him being forward actually disrupted Longstreet's effort to unhinge the flank of the Union Army. So that's a good one.
1: This he is was, the best he was question. Big into
0: do- yeah. He was big into doing, I am an admi- a military administrative unit with a command of up to 3000 soldiers Subdivided into 12 companies made of pikemen, swordsmen, and arquebusiers. We are deployed in battle, further subdivided into a unit of 30 soldiers that can be deployed individually or brought together to form what are sometimes called Spanish squares. What am I? It's, a, it's basically a formation.
2: Yeah, that's interesting. Um, and you said, like, total was 30,000? Or 3,000.
0: 3,000. Pikemen, Swordsmen, and
2: arquebusiers. Well, I'm not sure, but I'll guess Regiment. Jason, do you have a guess? I do not.
0: It's the Tercio.
2: Oh, well, of course. No, no, (laughs) it's like a... How do I I not get that? Well, it's like a... Thank you, Braxton.
0: Thank you. it's like a later Italian wars type of thing. The Spanish development. It's, it's, it's something. It's a thing. I think,
2: <laughs> it's I think seeing that Braxton is like a rite of passage, you know, so no, yeah, you're I want to make sure and fun. work that in, you know, because I, I don't want to leave anybody out. So, thank right, you, right, so Braxton. Here's, here's the final in-
0: one. Are you ready? I come from a family with an extensive military background with relatives serving in the union and Confederate armies. I attended the Virginia military Institute and West point. I studied fencing. And designed the M nineteen thirteen Cavalry Saber. I was skilled enough at fencing to compete in the nineteen twelve Stockholm Olympics. I saw my first combat during the nineteen sixteen Pancho Villa campaign. Who am I? Okay. Uh, I mean, he's he's good. He doesn't give it away. Like he's very good at. Like, he's a yeah, food. they're very
2: this is a interesting one. questions. This is my favorite. D. This is my favorite. Jason, do you category. think you
0: know this one, Jason? You know this one y- y- from the
2: same. I'm savior, thinking yeah. that's that's too late for Teddy Roosevelt. Um, keep keep going. I'm thinking after him, there was Pershing. Keep um,
0: going. Yeah, Pershing led led the Poncho to so probably okay, yes, yeah. okay Oh, uh, fuck right.
2: Patton Nicely, that's you, Yep, you got it, good Oh, yeah, alright
3: Okay, so uh, the I next
2: survived part, it, thank you the, That man, that's rough, part, dude That's the best this, question
0: Here's, now it's bonus time Okay, so, so It's the most Buckle valuable question oh, I I In all done. podcast quizzes so, uh, Jason, I'm going to grab a drink while you explain the bonus round. <sighs>
1: okay. Will you grab me one, too? Uh, so we're approaching the bonus round. You've actually already done way more than you expected to, so no pressure here, because it's, it's all bonus. Um, so these questions will be more questions, and they also count the same as all of the other questions you've already been asked. But you're doing really well. You, you've answered five correctly, uh, Dave will ask probably five more, and we'll, we'll be there. Do you have any questions about the, the bonus,
2: Brad? Yeah, I'm a little confused. Um, so you're telling me this is bonus. It is bonus. Right, but but so I'm confused because you're saying it counts the same. Can you help me out? I, I don't so understand. I don't understand
1: where the confusion is because they're bonus <laughs> but they're also worth exactly the same as all the other questions
2: oh, but see, yeah, I always thought like bonus was something different but huh
1: but they're worth the same right so it, it comes at the end of the quiz so it's 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 a bonus because it's more um and and you can get more correct but the ones you don't answer correctly are also worth against you the ones you've also answered incorrectly before that so it all it's it's kind of all a wash but be, but these are bonus questions
3: okay
2: um, so i um, you've I explained believe. that very well i, I think uh, i think i've got a good understanding good. now so yeah. the
0: incredible thing is i thought for sure you guys would have stopped talking and no, back no. back down, I heard jason
2: <laughs> still explaining <laughs> no we we went with it man we you, went you with it you
1: get me on that bonus craze and i i know that's, I go. that's
0: good. Yeah. So this is this is another one of jason's favorite uh questions and braxton has really brought the quiz to a whole moment. i i appreciate it braxton um I think I think Jason loves who who the fuck am I? But I think even more he loves who fucking said that shit.
1: <laughs> and that's one I'm not very good with. So it is a cool question,
2: though he he so, has come up with some good stuff there.
0: All right, so I'm going to give you a quote, Brad, and you have to tell me who you think said that shit. Okay.
2: All right, let's do it.
0: Damn the torpedoes, full speed ahead. Who said that shit?
2: Okay so that's a super common thing but I don't really know who said it um, his name
0: his name was mentioned earlier in the podcast
3: oh
2: shit see I was thinking like I would go with Nimitz or something like that but now you're saying his name was mentioned earlier <sighs> Um, see, see, listeners, we want we want the guest host to succeed. We don't. Mm-hmm.
0: We're not here to judge
2: you. You guys right? have been very nice. I appreciate your gentle handling of me. The, it, it,
0: when you come to the convention, it won't be so gentle.
2: <laughs> 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 It'll be just right, though. Oh exactly. man! I'll, well, sometimes it's nice to have it rough too. You know, so it's mm-hmm. cool. Right? It'll, yeah. be rough. I mean, It'll be you know, rough enough. It just depends on your mood, you know? What
1: I love right? about our podcast is we haven't really started our podcast yet, and we're
2: already past a podcast length.
0: Is it? Is it? yeah, that's right. Is there board gaming? Are we, gaming? <laughs>
2: <laughs> Possibly. My goal is to keep you guys here chatting with me all evening. So I got shit else that. to do today. Well, yep. the, the, the so perfect, let's have fun, man. Well,
0: well that, that's why our podcast is perfect, because... No one can copy it because like there's no there's
2: no one else has the patience for three fucking <laughs> <You> know,
3: hours. <laughs> if <laughs> I have my
2: choice, meditate. like we'll be talking about anal sex before long. So yeah. Oh, uh, cause Dave's like he's like he doesn't go there and I'm like, What? You know, you gotta uh, have some fun you gotta mix shit up every once in a hey, while, hey, you know.
0: That is that why is is that because it's damn the torpedoes pulled?
2: <laughs> to <the couch? laughs> that's <laughs> right. That's right. Brad's, that's a it nice time. Good job. Good job, man. I have no idea who said uh, that shit. Great.
0: now Tony from Wisconsin's <laughs> not going to listen anymore. He just. Oh,
2: out. no. Fair enough. So uh, the, but no. Who no said idea? that shit? Uh, yeah, wait, so, I, I don't know. I, don't, I have no idea who said that shit. Jason, do you know? No idea.
0: It's Rear Admiral David Farragut. Mm. Uh,
2: so oh, I and the I Rear Admiral. We, I yelled, I yelled the Rear out name. Admiral is a nice tie in for, uh, for our later discussion. That's right. There's a lot that's of hugging that goes on. Yeah, you sometimes you got to spoon them. You know, I mean, okay, All right, I'll guys. stay let's, warm. Let's stay
0: focused here on the bonus. <laughs> <laughs> I am. I am not afraid of an army of lions led by a sheep. I'm afraid of an army of sheep led by a lion. Who said that shit?
3: Oh fuck! I've heard
2: that one before. I have to uh, sure. Oh, god! I've heard that one. Um. Well, I can't remember. Brad's Uh, taking a bath. I've heard
0: it, but I can't remember. Um, I like how Brad holds down the push to talk while we can listen to.
2: (laughs) Well, that's all part of the (laughs) ambiance of it, right?
0: As the gears are working.
2: Fuck, uh, man! I'm, I'm like I'm really trying on that one because I swear to God I've heard that. Uh, I'm gonna say I, it's I, Churchill. It's, oh,
1: shit. I I don't think it is. It's a lion. I think That's a funny.
0: lion is getting. You're thinking Churchill, right? Lion. It's a lion.
2: Right.
0: So what do you want, Brad? You want to go with Jason's suggestion? Go. That would be it. Like thinks. I'm thinking like early, <laughs> I'm thinking
2: earlier it. in history, maybe. Um, I, I don't know. I, I, I really don't know. This. But I, but I am gonna guess on this. Go for I'm it. gonna I'm gonna guess.
3: Uh, uh, oh shit!
2: I'm so I'm drawing a blank on this. No,
0: God yeah, we, we can we can tell that we are no, noticing that. Yeah, no. Um, we're on we're halfway to the well. We're Richard down. the first. Uh, incorrect. It's Alexander the Great.
2: Sure. Alexander the Uh, fucking ancients. We are so, both there. See, I partly, like, like as I was uh, getting ready, it's like, oh, you know, Braxton, he's going to ask a bunch of fucking ancients questions. I don't know shit about that. No, no, you have ancients. not gotten hit with a bunch of ancient stuff. No, it life. hasn't no, been. No, I've really gotten things. over. Yeah, you're right. I mean... It
0: is the Year of Ancients' War game. <laughs>
2: yep, it was hoping for. Of it. I was hoping for World War II and Napoleonics. Well, now um, it's going to be the Year of Sci-Fi
0: War game. Hells yeah. All right. So uh, the next one, and I'm going to tell you ahead of time, not George Custer who said this. So, all right. They're on our left. They're on our right. They're in front of us. They're behind us. They can't get away from us this time. Who said that?
2: Well, that's interesting. Uh, With your hint of George Custer. It is not just George Custer. Okay, but maybe, because we were just up there. Because if it was George
0: Custer, it would be more
2: uh, ironic that George Custer would say, they were surrounded,
0: looks good, everything looks good. Right. I got a shirt that has George Custer on it, and it says, gotta love these odds.
2: <laughs> so there were some interesting, like, uh, partly like up there. Uh... Oh, fuck, I don't know. How about that? Let's just speed it up. I don't know. Jason, do you have an
0: answer for this one? No. Chesty Puller.
1: Oh, there you go. Chesty. Best name of it. Best Fucking
2: uh, marines. <laughs> hey, uh at the at the convention, remind me to show you my uh imitation of a marine minesweeper.
0: Okay. Jesus uh, Christ. I will. Is this a sexual act? <laughs> do,
2: have to do it up in a
0: room? Can this happen? No, no, no. It's okay.
2: it's military tactics. I'll show you a marine minesweeper. Okay, so
0: here's the next uh quote. Colonel Walker, did it ever occur to you that General Jackson is crazy? Who said that? Who the fuck said that shit? Colonel Walker, did it ever occur to you that General Jackson is crazy?
2: That sounds like more Civil War shit, so I will go with uh, Lee.
0: Uh, The answer is Richard Jewell, Dick Yeah, okay. The final one, Brad, that is well within your wheelhouse. Never interrupt your enemy when he is making a mistake. Napoleon. Said that? Oh, fucking way to go, Brad. That's awesome.
2: I heard about some douchebag a, saying that at like a convention or something, but. Oh, really? <laughs> yeah, I heard about that from someone. I don't know. I don't think I ever said that. No, um, no, 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 Dave. You said,
0: you said douchebag, so I assume you were saying I said it.
2: <laughs> no, Dave, you're not a douchebag, dude. I've got nothing but love yeah. for you, man. <laughs> it's just, it's just somebody's got to like not suck up, you know, not suck your dick. You know, so somebody Oh, oh needs no, to... I, I get the I get the, the,
0: the vibe that you don't want to be that person. I no, that. no, like, I don't. Like I don't. you're basically somebody not needs... trying to kiss my ass or be That's nice right. to me right. or anything. The I Fucking get it. officers,
2: I first of no, all, so we've got a problem right there. You know. Oh, no, I get so. you.
0: Here's the funny thing with Brad Knight. in person. We are the best of friends, <laughs> but like when we're online or in a game, Brad feels like he's got to like he's cut
3: me down a little bit. You.
0: Yeah, and I'm I'm am like it confuses me because I'm friends with Brad, so I always try to be nice to Brad, but he like has this thing where he feels like he doesn't want me to get too cocky or anything.
2: He's got to do he's this. Got to cut you down to size. Did, did you ever I, hear about like how like people have like a perception of something, but then it's not really accurate? It's like. Their perception isn't isn't the reality. No, no I have, I've never heard of that. <laughs> I've never heard of that. <laughs> oh, Dave, I love you, man. I'm gonna go. Uh, There's there certainly been times where I was a mess and, and hey, fucking hey, by with By the you. way,
0: we had our travelers' adventure, and I did not kill your
2: character. Uh, thank you so much. Uh, I, I know you haven't listened. To I was it. curious, like what happened there. Tell tell me about it, man.
0: Uh, basically, we kept we owned. Dude, in the combat, remember we were getting attacked by all those uh, weird alien creatures that were swarming us? Well, right. uh, it wasn't just Skinner. Gursk started killing aliens left and right. It finally started rolling, well. And uh, we basically killed the shitload of the aliens, and then they ran away. Oh, and,
2: okay. So, hey, that's and, great. Because we were like, oh, this might be grim, man. Right, I don't we know. were up in
0: the hills, and it's getting right. hot.
2: so and we were we, overrun by them.
0: So, they, they fled. And then we found a farm complex uh, outside of the hills. So it occurred to us that, hey, we have, like, ranged weapons and they have clubs. Like, maybe it's better for us to be out in the open sometimes because we can see them coming and shoot them. Like, we have rifles. Like, why are we in, like, rough terrain or close terrain all the whole time? So Good point. So we went down to the complex and we explored a barn. And uh, I want to say we killed... We found a little baby alien in the barn. And then we, uh, now we're holed up in a house. And then we had your character, I think your character or Saxon did some analysis of some of the writing and some of the books we found in there. So we're kind of figuring out their language. Uh-huh. So, so all the houses and barns, like the barn is only seven feet tall or eight feet tall. So the people, the aliens that lived there were obviously very small and they do not seem to be the same as the big aliens that we fought. So we're still trying to figure out what's going on yeah that's interesting you know but but you're still
3: alive
0: no one killed you they were all suspicious that i was going to try to take over your character and make you do crazy stuff but i, I didn't do anything like that
2: yeah man I, I don't i'm not worried about that um i've been like the whole process has been interesting because like you start to see like you know well, what are people interested in in terms of rpgs right like what is it that makes it fun for you right and so um, like you kind of like there's been like i'm not big on acting shit out you know or oh, uh, like doing the voices or, like having to like, yeah, make, like say trying that in to your stay voice. in some character you know it's like yeah, it's i'll do i'll do that a little bit Just to goof around with my buddies, you know, like Shrignar, right? Like when I when we first when we first did the the D and D &D with Dave, right? I you know I I I sat there and I thought like okay, what can I do to get a laugh and get everybody having fun, you know? So kind of do that, but it's like. He passed out. You fall asleep
3: is
0: what we say. <laughs> Some people might say passed out. But yeah. He, he, Whatever he it you. is. He was yeah. It was, he was sleeping.
2: Time. Yeah. It's a, was a gentle, time. it's a gentle sleep, right? So, you know, it's kind of like one of those deals where you look at it and you go, okay, well, you know, for me, RPGs, like I started thinking about it. It's like, well, what do I really like about them? I don't like that, you know, the in you know, like trying to play a character sort of thing. I'll do a little bit. But then I'm done, you know, Uh, and uh, like the combat, you know, it's like, okay, you know, that's kind of interesting. But but that's not really, to me, an RPG either. You know, it's like I I don't want to get I don't want to get into all the fucking details about combat uh, on an RPG. You know, we could play a war game and now combat. That's where combat should be. Right. But well, it's me, kind of like
0: when, when we did the D and D with Dave game. Uh, it was a mansion, a haunted mansion, and there wasn't a lot of combat because, frankly, when you get to the combat, it can be kind of boring. where guys are just doing attacks, and sometimes it's fun to just do all the walking around and finding rooms. And once you get to combat, then the game kind of starts to drag, and everyone's well, you know.
2: It really does, yeah. You're right. It does start to drag, you know. So I and then, choose, especially like, non- if, like people start like asking, like, "Well, are we sure we got that rule right?" You know, and it's like, right. like we're right. playing the GURPS Traveler, you know, and it's like I don't know shit about GURPS, and and as I started to read it when we first got into it, I was like, "Well, I don't want to know shit about it." It's, it's, <laughs> you know? it's, it's I, not I like, oh, I'm done with that. G- crap. Yeah,
0: yeah. GURPS is more complicated than D and D partially because it has to do everything, right? So it has to it has to be good for every single type of role-playing environment. But Duck is cool, where Duck is kind of like, yeah, who cares? Like, we get to one where, like, just roll the dice and see what happens.
2: So. Absolutely. Duck's awesome, you know, because he's kind of hiding the whole thing. And f- so, so then I get to, like, what I really enjoy about um, an RPG that you don't get in any other sort of game is the story and – the um solving the problem or solving the mystery and and that's what like I really enjoy so like you know everybody's well, th- busting my balls I think, but I really like uh, to like like think about like oh well maybe it's about those air vents and because oh, our no, temperature is rise like that's that's the part like no. oh that's really fucking interesting. You know no, we call you we call you in the
0: group we call you Doctor Hypothesis.
2: <laughs> right and that's the okay. and, and and that's part of what got, got me thinking about it was like trying to figure out like well why is it you know and 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 that's that's the part i enjoy you know trying to figure shit out you know and and you you cannot have that in any other game i don't think where like you're given like these like these hints and and this information data or whatever and then you got to figure out like what's going on uh, right. games don't work like that, you know? No, I think it's uh, pretty
0: good. I mean, I think, uh, and for guys who don't know, so we've got a travel group, and we basically have, uh, if you go to the guild, you can, uh, I think Duck puts up the uh, recording, so he records it. But I'm like, I'm always like, great, like one more fucking thing I do that can be recorded for posterity, right? So, uh, but whatever. It's up there. So if you guys want to listen to our travel adventures, you can hear them. And I also think, uh, Ty has a Call of Cthulhu World War 2 uh, recording that he does that he does. He also picks up. So, you guys want to listen to that? There's Gilby's that are on that also. So, um, yeah, so Brad, uh, you're in the army, right? Every, everyone on this podcast is our army veteran, yeah, yeah.
2: We're a bunch Hell of, yeah, we're in, we are in the best fraternity there is.
0: We've we, we volunteered to serve our country, right? So, goddamn right, uh, man. So I'm not big on
2: fraternities, but I, but I love the army.
0: Right. So, uh, Brad, you were stationed in Korea. Uh, yes,
2: I was. I spent one year there.
0: Did you request that assignment?
2: No, no. I, so, so I'll just be honest, man. You know, like I was a washout from, uh, the, uh, what's called rip ranger indoctrination program. Um, and so they, they, sent my ass over to Korea after that. Right, when so were when you in, Brad?
3: Like, I, don't, yeah, I don't I don't think
2: I years. know. I was in from ninety seven let me think about it. Uh ninety-six to two thousand. Base to okay. almost to two thousand almost to two thousand one. Somewhere in there, yeah. So we overlocked a little bit. Yeah, it was peacetime. I I was hanging out where uh you know, my good buddy Slick Willie was in charge, so it's a don't ask, <laughs> don't tell sort of time, man.
0: All right, so so Brad, so, so you, you're uh, in Korea. The 90s. Where, where are you stationed in Korea?
2: Oh, dude, I won the lottery, so I was an infantry soldier, right? And uh, and I had gone through, uh, you know, like basic training on Fort Benning. So, and this is Sand Hill, right? So that's like a. Um, in Columbus, Georgia, uh, Fort Benning, uh, oh. sand, sand Hill is a fucking shithole, right? And and that's where they take all. Uh, at least at the time, they took all the uh, infantry soldiers, and they dropped us off there, and we went through hell. Um, and so eight what was it? Eight weeks of basic, another four weeks of AIT. It was all right there. All combined uh at and Hill, And then you graduate, you get your orders for where? Well, from there I went to airborne school. So, so I went I went directly airborne to airborne school. airborne school. Yep. Yep. I went and did that and that was fun. That was, was that also you know, at Benning? That's also at Benning. Yeah. I believe so it, Jesus man. Christ. Yep. Right. So yep. then what? So then from airborne school, then I went to the Ranger indoctrination program.
0: Is this like a physical fitness program or something? Like it kind it, it you is a kind of ranger school? It, no,
2: no. It is a we are going to eat your fucking lunch program and fuck you up. <laughs> uh-huh. and yeah, ranger, ranger
0: school no joke.
2: No. Like yeah, uh, we, Brad it,
0: and I have talked about this because Brad Brad is hey, – Brad basically, if I go to the con, last time Brad was nice enough to pick me up at the airport and bring me back. Like That's what I'm saying. Like, Brad acts like he doesn't like me.
3: Yeah. Like,
0: <laughs> Brad absolutely Dave, me. I love so, you, man. You're an awesome,
3: man. I, and I like pushing your my, balls, my but I love you. My favorite
0: thing is dude. I land in the airport and I get all the text messages about Brad bitching about the airport police. Like, fuck these guys. Fuck these fucking cops. <laughs> I'm coming around again, these fucking assholes. Like, listen, <laughs> fucking um, cop, man. Dude, so who's so a fuck? So Brad uh, is going to ranger school. Yeah, That's well,
2: no. So So... There's so actually there's like, two. It's two different there's, things. There's, this is not you, Brad, Ranger Brad, School. No, I understand. Okay. But
0: Brad, they say we're going to put you in this RIP program, and you're
2: like, okay. Right. And if you make it through that, then you will go to the 75th Ranger Regiment. You will be assigned to the 75th I see. Ranger Regiment. Because and, okay, and you're still uh, not and they've got tabbed. three. Right. Yeah, right. you're not tabbed. You haven't gotten your fucking tab. You're still fucking dog shit at that.
0: <laughs> I mean because once they're in the 75th then they start really training those guys to make it through the yeah.
2: school I mean and and, and those I mean the, you know oh, hardcore, all props for those guys yeah. they're fucking hardcore man so I went into that ranger indoctrination program didn't make it you know whatever I'm probably probably glad I didn't but uh, you know there it is like there's there throughout my military experience there is that that jagged pill that that i had to swallow you know which was i'm not gonna be fucking you know the super special forces commando dude um so i went through the training
0: Those, those guys are kind of like pro athletes right
2: hey you know what they really are man we start looking at the guys that are at at a certain uh, level because we trained with a lot of them uh, and and there's more that happened after that but i I was uh, i
0: was realistic about it like they offered me ranger school and i was like no because i know i don't yeah
2: like they're also not
1: scientists right like Like, right you have different
2: different skill sets Right. right. So, I mean, partly it's just unrealistic expectations on my part. You, you I mean, were I mean, a lot the, smarter about it. You know, like for me going in, no, I should have known, you know, like, because I, I was not in some sort of like, you know, college athlete or anything like that, you know? Wait, wait, but so awesome. I should have known awesome. that like, this is not a realistic expectation, but I didn't, you know, and I'd watched a bunch of fucking movies and I was like, I'm going to fucking go for it. Partly too. It's like, there's, there's like a history in my family too, you know, with like uh, my dad and, and my, uh, and my uncle on my dad's side of uh, like special ops and stuff like that, so I was trying to, you know, trying to do that sort of thing. But hey, dude, what you can say is, I mean, you did try. It's better than not trying at all. Like, absolutely. I, I mean, I, I bust my go. ass, and like and they offered
0: to me, and I didn't even go because I was like,
2: I mean, I don't think I would have graduated. <laughs> you know, it's, it, I, I took the Pepsi challenge, and and uh and it is one of those things where, like, you know, you, like Teddy Roosevelt is like one of my favorite. Probably maybe my favorite president, you know, he talks about like, you know, one of his famous quotes is like getting in the ring, you know, and fucking slugging it out. You know, it's better than to never get in the ring at all. So so I did it. I went for it. You know,
3: So I I washed out of
2: our I I, I washed out of the the uh, Ranger indoctrination program. I went and then and then from there they say, well, fuck you. We'll send you we'll send you wherever the fuck we want to, right? So they and and they basically send dudes to fucking whatever armpit of the world they want to send you to. AKA so off, Korea. Yep. Yeah, so off I went to Korea.
0: Yeah, now once Korea I got is, to Korea, Korea's, I Korea's won the lottery. Korea is basically the worst posting in the USA.
2: It really is. And it's and the, the thing is that's is why it's only like, a year,
0: because it's considered a hardship tour to
2: go. Yeah. On. Yeah, and most of the guys are, like, north north of Freedom Bridge, right? You know, and they're up, like, uh, Stanley and... That's right, on the DMZ. Yeah, especially the infantry soldiers. They're fucking all up there, you know? This is all so, 2nd Infantry Division. Yep, 2nd ID, uh, Big Indian Head, right?
0: Big so, Indian Head. Yeah. And that's you a, know, I don't know what the deployment is now, but when we were there, that was all
2: 2nd ID up uh, there. Yes, absolutely, me too you know, and they're, uh, they're a good bunch of guys, they're doing fucking can, but it is a shitty assignment, and, uh, so I go there thinking, well, here I go, I'm off the second ID, but partly, like, you know, dude, I had that attitude of, like, um, I'm gonna, always volunteer for the hardest fucking assignment i'm gonna always try to be right there in the mix right and also um,
0: dude, you made it through airborne school i mean you're an infantryman just because you don't write the rip doesn't mean you're like a fucking piece of shit you
2: know right? no no i mean i was yeah. a highly motivated guy at that point and i still well, was, high speed know? low drag yep i i've i've i believed in the mission you know and uh and, you know, just kind of like I went into the Army because, you know, like after college, you know, looking at shit and like thinking like, oh, I'm a fuck up. I need to do something right, you know. And so uh went into the Army and everything and at that point was trying to volunteer for the toughest stuff and take any child, like anything they said, you know, like, hey, here's a challenge. I volunteered for that.
0: Show. OK, so, Brad, you said you lucked out. So how did you luck out?
2: So uh, instead of going to second ID, there are two, or or there were two companies of infantry soldiers that were not up on the north. They were down at Seoul. One of those companies was like their honor guard. Okay, so they're right there in Yongsan, Um, and those dudes were like all about fucking parade bullshit, right? Right. Like having. Ah, fucking the worst, man. Like, have your fucking, you know, parade uniform and go out there and do a dog and pony show.
0: So what was the other unit?
2: And the other unit was, uh, what I was in, was Command Post Tango, uh, or Tango Security Force. Um, And I don't think it's really a big secret. Uh, probably not say... Certain it, is, things, it is. It is. It
0: is twenty years ago. So I think probably right.
2: Aware. Yeah, even, and even at the point I was there, it was kind of like. Yeah, this isn't a fucking. Scene.
0: Oh my god, the NSA just cut
2: off. <laughs> right, right. Oh, you know, <laughs> I'm going to have somebody knocking on my fucking door any second now. But our job was to guard a uh, tunnel complex. Uh, there was a mountain, and. Okay, okay, Brad, and um, Brad. You don't might, might want to
0: talk about this
2: stuff. Okay, okay, so. I mean listen yeah. to what you're saying. So, <laughs> so you were there. I'm trying to be careful about it.
0: And, so, you're, you're right. Sta- you were stationed in Korea, and yep. uh, how much fun did you have? Okay, so that was the Cause, thing, Because right? you're in Seoul. That's really what right.
2: I want to hear about. That's, yes, yes. And that let's, was talk, let's talk about
0: it. Itaewon and Hooker
2: Hill. Oh, Itaewon was my home, man. That's right. The kettle clubs yes soju kettles you better believe it man we were up on that hill so like the first three months that i was in my unit my squad leader guy named sergeant grice he fucking ate my lunch man like every fucking day man that dude was on my ass and uh uh just you know making my life miserable like where you know like you, you see this shit on um You know, like some movie or something where the guy has to break down the M-16, put it back together, tell you every, you know, blindfolded, tell you every single part of it. And uh, I could do that shit at that point. Um, And uh, so then after three months, I went and did uh, the expert infantry badge. uh, Hey, hey,
0: hey, 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 Brad. Uh, mm-hmm. We really want to hear about you partying, on Hooker Hill. We need to hear <laughs> oh, Okay, Dave. Dave he, not, he's okay. on a
1: mission. He, did,
0: <laughs> okay, okay. Like, Dave, all right. uh, like that's, it's great. I think
2: it's yep, great yep, to get to the idea. So up. eventually, like, and your army accommodation like, you know, <laughs> <laughs> He and I became buddies. Okay, what I what I was trying to get. we became buddies, bad. you know. Yeah, sure, like sure. I, I, I did I did some shit, you know, and he's like, okay, you're all right, and then we were buddies. And then, like, we would go to. We oh, would Hooker go Hill. up on the. <laughs> <laughs> no, I didn't get the good conduct, man. Oh, uh, I got that. So, so, so for people who you don't know, that up, didn't happen, man.
0: Hooker, so, Hooker Hill. Hooker Hill is like a four-block area of EK1. EK1 right. is and
2: I wonder what generally the.
0: It's the foreign district of Seoul, where the foreigners would
2: live. Oh, and, it's uh, fun, man. You'd go up that and hill. The clubs, they they the had clubs this, will... the side people doing right. like selling okay. like some unknown meat on a stick, okay. you know? And
0: the way the clubs would work is they'd have to close at like two. Brad, were you the is, meat on the stick? That's right. <laughs> the, the clubs would lock I had you in. Stick. <laughs> the meat the stick. Club, the clubs do not kick you out at two. They lock the doors and you then have to drink until five when they'll open the doors again so they basically have all these soldiers and like girls and everybody locked in these clubs from like two to five in the morning it's insane and it's called hooker hill for a reason obviously because yeah go fig- go figure so you get all these soldiers from like the dmz who are down on leave who are like they haven't seen a woman in like four months right so they're crazy
2: and they called that a thunder run right so the guys from second id coming down from camp casey or uh, i can't remember like camp casey was up north camp stanley might have been south i I can't remember but the guys would come down on a thunder run and they are just like they are primed these these dudes are looking for a fight or pussy that's right and you know and that's they're getting stabbed. Like stuff is it's
0: insane. <laughs> it's crazy. The whole like, now I would come up occasionally from, I was down South in my cushy little job, military police guarding an air base down South. So I didn't have to worry about that stuff. So we would just come up and uh, we would try to hook up. Like we would come up, literally you try to meet up with a girl up there and to motivate yourself to hook up with a girl. We would swear we'd only pack a toothbrush. We'd put a toothbrush in our pocket. We'd have That's no No travel arrangements, nothing. So if you didn't get a room with a girl, if you didn't get a place you could stay, you might actually freeze to death. (laughs) (laughs) It
2: it was wild. It was where like uh, we had like me and my squad leader, we had a couple places we would go and we would go up the hill to almost the very top. And then on the left, there was a club where like uh, he was hooking up with one of the bartenders and we would go in there. And that was like on a Saturday night, you could drink until dawn um, right and then like they, they would because they would close the doors, right Brad and yeah, they'd
0: close and yeah. lock you in then, I mean
2: and and so we' are I mean like there were times where I'd fall asleep on the bar, you know, and you know, like you'd pass out and then like a little bit later, you know, Sergeant Grice would like shake me awake and then hand me another drink, you know and uh and we'd see the sunrise. From that fucking bar, man. It was crazy, man.
0: I mean, it's basically the one neighborhood that you can be as a foreigner in Korea and uh be okay. Like I had a girlfriend, a Korean girlfriend, for a while, and uh one day I'll tell the story about how I met her. I can't tell it for at least three years. But uh basically if you go to other neighborhoods, uh Korean people don't really like Americans. So Basically, like I would ride on the subway with my girlfriend, and I'd be there with like 40 Korean businessmen, and they're all like they want to kill me. Like they know I'm with her. They're so angry about it. Um, right, right. But you- so Hooker Hill and Itaewon was the one area where the Koreans are basically like, okay, the foreigners can all be there. Like we'll tolerate that. But they they don't really want to see you. Uh, in other areas of
2: Seoul. Like the and, and it was right down the street from Yongsan, so you could just walk there if you wanted to. Um, <laughs> right, you know. Yonsan, it's like the Army uh, I had a. Uh, yeah, yeah. And then, like, uh, our our barracks were just down the road a little bit further. You know, I, you know, I had the Korean girlfriend and did that whole thing, too, you know, and had, had a good time, the, man. Did you have the Ajima
0: service where the old lady would polish her boots and iron her things?
2: No, no, that's just for the officers. Uh, you uh, guys you didn't know. get that? I, was, <laughs> I, I wasn't good enough for that, Dave.
0: Dude, that, that old lady stole my dustbuster. She saw my dustbuster <laughs> You should, you should sue her. She grabbed my Dustbuster. I got in a wrestling match over the Dustbuster. She's like, oh Lieutenant, I like. I'm like, no, that's mine. She's like, oh, please, come on, Lieutenant. We're like wrestling over a fucking Dustbuster.
2: So yeah, <laughs> you know, we had like uh, at our barracks, we had that that whole you know, it was partitioned or walled off, you know, at oh, our, so you guys our barracks. Have Oh, had a bunch of Catooses, oh, and most gross. of them were fucking worthless. We they're had a couple, gross. like there was one guy. Um, what was his name? Sergeant Raw, and Sergeant Raw. I felt like, like dude, you get in the foxhole with me, we'll, we'll we'll make a we'll make an end right here, right? You know, but the rest of them is like, oh, these guys, man. Uh,
0: <laughs> yeah, the Katusa program's horrible.
2: For the world. You expect, you know, mostly, you know, the thing that I always heard was that it was a very corrupt program, and so the rich kids, their parents no, would I, would pay about this on the to have that's them right. in the huh? That's
0: I've talked about this on the podcast. Yeah, absolutely, that's exactly how it works.
2: Yeah, they would pay to have their kids in the Katusa program instead There's, of going going to the Rock. Right. They're supposed. They're
0: supposed to speak English. But the, yeah. the reality in Korea is that rich families put their kids in the KATUSA program, regardless of their English so that they can just not be in the Rock Army, and because it's, so, it's that's
2: like right. Uh, the Rock Army is rock. I mean, they're they're, oh, they're rock crazy. solid, right? And yeah, that's crazy. a good army, man. It's,
0: it's crazy. The Rock Army, yep. don't, you don't. We would see them do, like, range days. Oh, you don't fuck around with the rocks,
2: man. They are yeah, they're, yeah, they're squared away. So, <laughs> I mean, they, they, like they, most of the contuses were worthless. We did have Sergeant Raw. Was He was fucking squared away. He was a good dude. I would fight like hell. You know? Um, but he was not from a rich family. I don't know how the fuck he got into the program. <laughs> it was just, like, one of those... Uh, freak accidents where he's only, he's you know a poor a, kid a poor right. kid got into it you know and and he, and he's only a sergeant because of his time like
0: that, the, that's the, that's
2: it that's right in the right. korean yeah. army
0: you don't get promoted based on ability it's just time and the longer you stay the more you get promoted so.
2: and so i call him that because at the time that we served together he had already been there for that time period. Cause it's like a two, like mandatory two year time period. Right. Yeah, right? Like two to three years. Yeah. So about the and time so, they learned how
0: to fight, then they'd leave and go back. To yeah. And,
2: and every, every and dick, man, you're going into the military, you know, cause they got the fucking nut jobs up North. So,
0: um, yeah, I was once, I remember once we went up to Etaewon and we were up there in Yongsan for like the military police ball they're going to have some kind of military police anniversary ball or something. So me and a bunch of other platoon leaders were up there We're in our dress blues. And so we're at a hotel, I think in Yomsen. I don't think it was like the officer's club. Yom so there's some hotel where we go in and we're in our blues and, uh, we've got our caps and everything. And cause we're going to be going, basically we're like front loading for this, this banquet, which is probably going to suck. I mean, it's like, you know, you're going to a banquet, but there's no chicks there. We're all single. This is, so we we go and we're drinking, and there's this. Uh, it's a bar, and there's a bunch of guys sitting at the tables, and a bunch of them are like DoD contractors, like there's a bunch of Department of Defense contractors, and one of them is a Korean guy, and so he invites us over, and so we sit down with them, and he's got his daughter there, and I think maybe he was like interested in like introducing us to his daughter or something, so it's like me and three other lieutenants from my company. And there's probably like three of them and the girl. And so we start talking and whatever we're drinking. And then some uh, second lieutenant who will go unnamed uh, begins to talk about how uh, it, being American is such a great thing. And he wishes how everyone could be an American. And he wishes everyone had an opportunity to be American and enjoy the American way of life. And uh, uh, let's just say that the Korean people are very proud people. And they don't necessarily like being told uh, that they are uh, like going to be like American or something. So it started yeah, yeah, to turn into yeah, it's
2: not uh, right, a winning right. winning uh, conversation, so, so was he it? He, yeah.
0: So he wasn't super pleased with it. So it started to kind of then get where he starts getting super pissed off, and then I'm like, well, not that I was the guy who said that, but I was young, whatever. I was like, you know so. I'm trying to apologize and be like, Oh no, no, I didn't mean like that. Well, suddenly at the bar, there's like, where are my dress blues? Big bar full of people at the bar. There's like five guys in Class A's, and one of them turns and is a captain with a second ID patch on and to understand, like coming down from the DMZ, like for me as a platoon leader, I'm stationed south. So I'm have I have a bill I can go out to, I have stuff. I can drive around and tour Korea. I don't have a family because I'm a, a lieutenant. If you're a mid-level officer and you're stationed in Korea, you, so there's a great chance that you've had to leave your family behind and you're angry right. about being over there. <laughs> so there there's
1: about it's six, actually a hardship.
0: Yeah, there's about five or six captains and majors from the 2nd Infantry Division who basically are on some kind of leave from like KC and the, the DMZ. And so this one guy turns and they're all like ranger-tabbed and he's like, you don't need to apologize for anything. You didn't fucking say anything wrong. So I'm like, uh, and then a tremendous bar fight breaks out Beautiful. Love the it. the guys at the bar. The DOD, someone poured a beer over someone's head. I think that I think one of the the ranger guys poured a beer on top of the the old Korean guy's head, and and but we, I don't think there was any realization. How many other defense contractors were in the room? Because this huge fight breaks out in the bar. So, but we're like at the table. We're really not trying to be in the fight, but we're suddenly in the fight. So everyone's fighting. And uh, finally, we extract ourselves and we're out in the hallway because we're like, we have to get to this, this, we have to get to the anniversary ball. And my buddy is like, dude, my saucer cap is still in the room. <laughs> it's still back in the bar. Because we have, the saucer caps are like, they're not, they're not cheap like for the dress blues the saucer cap is not it so we then had to like fight our way back into the room and get his cap and then get out again that's the kind, <laughs> of, like culture,
3: that's that's the kind of culture That's
0: hard yeah so it's the kind of culture that is in korea it's like is it when i was there it was a little bit like the wild wild west right
2: it really was and I, and i love that man because you know i got in a bar fight while i was there too where me and my squad leader, you know, after he had decided I was okay, uh, uh, we went – you know, we started going downrange all the time. Like me and him, like we were oh, – down downrange. Yeah, that's right? how they said it, downrange. Yeah, yeah. It. We'd go downrange, man. man. Yep. And we're, uh, going, we're going to the hill. Yeah. Ville. And we'd go up on that hill and we would look for shit, you know. And so um, – But you I see mean, the second idea guys guy. coming
0: down, if they were doing their Thunder runs – you would see these guys coming through. They are looking for trouble like a bunch of guys. Yeah,
2: you could tell plain as yeah. day. Like, that dude, <laughs> that Jeez, dude right. has been without pussy for too long. There you be know? a whole group
0: of them. It's
2: bad. <laughs> yeah. It's bad. Yeah. You know, and uh, so, I mean, my squad leader, he would wake me up like Saturday morning. And I'm not exaggerating. Like, there's several times he, he'd come banging on my door. Bam, bam, bam. leg? get the fuck up. You know, and hey, your squad leader tells you to get the fuck up. Guess what? You get up, right? It's on. Yeah. I mean, you do not say, no, you know, we're off duty. I'm good. You know, no, no. He he told me to get the fuck up. I got up. And he would, and, and, and he would way, open, to, I, to preserve, I would open the door and he'd have Brad's a bottle.
0: preserve uh, Brad's identity, we're going to refer to Brad either as Brad W. Or B. Wiley. So no one can refer
2: Brad W. Just in case. I, I, I don't care. You know, okay. I, I don't have <laughs> any, you know, know. I, I don't have any secret uh, stuff. So yeah. So it's not a big deal. But Actually, like, he's um, your door. yeah. So he'd like bang on my door, you know, and say, why lay fuck up? And I, I come running. That's my squad leader, you know? And, uh, you know, whatever the fuck he told me to do, I did, you know? And so we would like, he would wake me up like at 8 a.m. with a bottle of Jack Daniels. You know, like, I'd open the door, and there's Sergeant Grice standing there with a bottle of Jack Daniels. We'd start drinking, you know? So we'd drink all fucking day there at the barracks. Then we'd go to fucking Hooker Hill. We'd stay there all night. One time, we're, we're up on Hooker Hill, you know, you know, getting fucking wasted, you know? I mean, we're fucked up, dude. And... <laughs> And this, this Korean national comes up, you know, and he's he's wasted. And he's these, like uh,
0: – But these, these are SOFA bars, right? So he's not allowed to be in there.
2: Well, we are, were are these kind sofa of bars? off to the – on this time, we were off to the side. So, okay?
0: so, so, so for guys who so like, don't know, uh, sofa, SOFA stands for Status of Forces Agreement. So certain bars in Korea are for uh, U.S. troops only or NATO troops. So if you're a Korean national, you're not allowed to go in there, and you can only be signed in as a guest.
2: Right. So. Right. At this time, we are kind of off because, like, um, you know, as I got tight with these NCOs and everything, and, uh, um, we were kind of, like, off, like, if you're looking at the mouth, the entrance to Itaewon, then, then we were off to the right-hand side uh, before you go up the hill. We're we're in there. We're getting a couple of drinks, you know. And this Korean national comes up. I, I feel like wet.
0: we're gonna have, we're gonna need to take a tour out here. Like we're gonna have to organize a guild tour and like fly everyone out and like do a tour through. Dude, that would, that would be, be
3: awesome. <laughs> I would love to go. We'll,
2: we'll I would tell love we'll tell to our, go back. We'll tell there, our wives
0: man. it's a military history tour. Exactly. <laughs> that's that's right. It's,
2: right. it's educational. Help, yeah. It's educational, honey. It's educational. And so we were over there, we were, you know, we're having a couple of drinks and this Korean national comes up and he's wasted, you know, Hey, so are we, you know, no problem. You know, we're all this having is, a good this, time. Yeah,
0: this is why SOFA exists. So these incidents don't happen.
2: <laughs> right. And we're about to have one. Uh, so this dude fucking spills his drink all over my squad leader. Right. I mean, he's like, like just spills it all over him. And Sergeant Grice is like, I mean, he he's cool about it. He's like, hey, don't worry about it. You know, it's okay. Yeah. You know, trying to be cool, you know. And the Korean national so fucked up that he's like, you know, and starts getting in uh Sark's face. Because Korean people are some good drinkers.
0: They can they can put it on. Yeah, the kettle. Soju. The
2: Soju man yeah, they drink it, the soju. It's, it's a ju. thing, man. The Soju kettle. Right? And so he starts talking shit to my squad leader. And so then like me, I'm like, oh, well, we're done. You know, you you are fucking with my squad leader. I'm going to fuck you up. And, uh, (laughs) I grab the guy, throw him on the ground, start kicking him. Right. And, uh, then next thing, you know, we're out like it, somehow it goes outside. I'm wasted. We're outside. We're fighting outside. I'm, you know, like I'm, trying to like beat the living shit out of this dude I, i'm i'm not like some sort of super fighter i'm not trying to say that you know no, but but, this, he, but, he, but this he's this really drunk so. clueless yeah right, he, it makes you, <laughs> when you when you fight a drunk guy it's like the matrix right yeah like, yeah he's swinging <laughs> yeah. And you can all, all like of a sudden times. i'm a badass right okay. you know are all the swings oh yeah if i was fighting somebody who knew what they were doing i'd get my ass kicked right but but I'm fighting a Korean national and, and they're a bunch yeah, of this, fucking this pussies. Is, this, is,
0: this is the bouncer advantage. The bouncer gets right. over,
2: yeah. just basically beating the shit out of his drunkard. I, right. I was wasted so too. So I got on the ground. I'm kicking the shit out of him. Next thing you know, fucking Sergeant Grice is like, "Come on, we gotta go," and we go running, fucking.
0: Because, hey, Brad, also, by the way, if this guy died, I think we probably need to edit out this podcast.
2: <laughs> well, he didn't. He didn't. He didn't. It's the whole story, right? So we go, like, he's like, Star Grass is like, let's go. And I'm like, fuck yeah. We <laughs> I mean, just having fun, man. And we go running down an alley. Next thing you know, we're climbing up, like, this fucking fire escape for a building and we're on top of the building, then we start fucking hopping. What the fuck fuck is this? The French Connection? What are you guys doing? Dude, it was like that, man. Uh, uh, We we didn't go from many buildings but we jumped a couple buildings like from one <laughs> building to the next running across the top like, like, laundry, is like i'm imagining laundry like, lines <laughs> like, oh my god man yeah i mean like sorry grass come on wiley and i'm like fuck yeah and we're we're running across these buildings that, that's the that wiley for the employees. yes <laughs> yes that's right that's right well it's it, it was all resolved by the law so I don't have any problem with talking about it. So then we get to this building and we're, and then like Sergeant Grass is like, oh, fuck. <laughs> he, he's looking around like, oh, we don't have anywhere to go from here. Right. And it's like, oh shit. So then we like, we, we like, uh, tried to get behind some fucking AC unit and like hide. Right. And we're so, sitting so you,
0: there. So you guys are hiding from what? The Korean national police. That K&P, baby. They're the worst. k and they the worst. I think you defeated them at the first building that you climbed up. There's no way they're climbing up. The building.
2: Yes, and when we were running down the first alleyway, we were already hearing K&P activity behind us, right? Like, people were – like, all the fucking Koreans were like, ah. No, the
0: KMP <laughs> is like the worst police agency in the entire universe.
2: Yes, they are. And so we fucking were hiding from them. And then finally we got to this point where we're, we're fucking stuck. And sure enough, here comes the KMP. Across you know? the and roofs? Yes. Yeah, oh they God. found us. They found us. This guy and must, I mean, the, the
0: victim must be like a KMP officer. I can't believe <laughs> would actually investigate this.
2: Well, you know, I mean, and uh, dude, I was fucking wasted. From the from the very beginning, so I don't know, but they here they come, and so and uh, they get there, and they're like, oh yeah, and like, oh fuck, they found us. So off we go to the KMP station, and there is one that was there at Itaewon, down at the bottom of the hill on the right hand side. So off we go to the to the uh, KMP station, right, and uh, we get down there. And I'm like, oh fuck, here we go. This is one of those situations because I'd heard from guys like you don't want to get into some sort of uh, legal shit while you're now, in Korea because you will not leave until that shit is resolved. Brad, what rank are you at this point? I was a uh, corporal, but I but but the corporal was just. Oh, um, I understand. It's administrative. Yeah, administrative. There you go. Yeah. So, so, I, so you're so like,
0: you're basically like you're basically a PFC. Here I come. E4. Yeah. Yeah.
2: And but I'm thinking,
0: like yep. I'm going to be E3. Yep. Or E3. I'm, <laughs>
2: not, I'm not, I'm not fucking leaving until they're done. With, <laughs> is what I'm thinking, you know, because, uh, from what I heard, you're know, like, you know, once you're getting into that shit, you're not going to go anywhere, you know? And so we get down there into that station. Me and Sergeant Grice are sitting there. The guy starts asking like, well, who did what? And I, you know, and we're, we're both playing dumb. You know, but he's got information and he knows me like fucking witnesses have said this guy, you know, and and I'm sitting there like, oh, fuck. And then they bring in the guy that that I was kicking. Right. I threw on the ground and I started kicking him Um, and they start questioning him. And I don't know what they're saying, but I'm watching, you know, that and and uh like, one of the guys asks, and like, he's pointing at me and asking, like, you know, you can tell, like, is that him? You know, I'm like, oh, fuck, I'm done, right? And you're like, snitches get snitches, dude. Yeah, well, yeah, and, you know, and and the Korean, like, looks at me, and he's so wasted that he looks at me, and he goes, no. And I'm like, oh,
0: He's so racist he can't tell one guy guy from (laughs) another.
2: We all look the same. Fair enough. We all look the same. That's right. Yeah. uh, Doppelgangers. Yeah. So he said no, and I'm like, I I hear the angels singing. I'm like, oh fucking thank god, man. And sure, and my my squad leader looks over at me and gives me the look, and I'm like, yep, we're good. And so, like, that dude, they take his statement, they take our statement, blah, blah, blah. Next thing you know, the fucking MPs... Oh, those oh, assholes. Those MPs. fuckers. Those assholes. bunch of fucking assholes. <laughs> uh, Infantry soldiers <laughs> trying to have fun, you An know? The MPs going to
0: come in and, fuck and fucking
2: up. ruin that shit, right? You know? We're trying to fucking win wars. You guys are trying to ruin, mm. our, ruin our fun. That's right. But, uh, So, so the MPs come in and and pick us up and off we go to the fucking uh, MP station at Yongsan, you know, hours later. Right. You know, we're sitting there hours later the fucking first sergeant and the CO show up from, from I'm, on the, from I'm on the blotter I'm on the blotter you're on the blotter oh, I'm shit. on the blotter. So the blotter you better is fucking the, believe it
0: the, man the blotter is the report of every shit every, all the fucked up shit that troops did law enforcement wise in the entire <laughs> like like uh, Republic of Korea so it like publishes like every morning the blotter comes up
2: so here come the first sergeant and the CO and I'm like oh fuck you know, the one thing, you know...
0: But for infantry, like, it, you're in an infantry unit, right?
2: Yeah, that's right. Because the know, infantry so, units are like, yeah, oh, uh, fuck it. Thank yep, yep. It. And, and, and so, like, partly, like, you can look at it from the perspective of, like, hey, don't fuck with my squad leader or I will fuck you up, right? And that's kind of... That's right. that was that's That was right. the ethic. That, that's the, the, the angle ethic that you want to like go
3: for. Our <laughs> squad, our no, squad, that's squad is tight.
2: That's what our that's want to get. And if you yeah. fuck with our squad, then we will fuck you up. Right? right? So so and, what
0: was the end result of the discipline?
2: So like um it comes Yeah, you're
0: off the you're off the trigger. Fingers off the trigger, Brad. Good stuff.
2: Like like chewing my ass, right? Uh, you know, and I'm like, Yes, sir, yes, sir. Understood, sir. And he and then he and like he like I'm thinking like, oh, we're about to have like uh UCMJ, Article 15, blah blah blah. Yeah, but he never of us does are
0: the same. that both of us are the same thing. But
2: right, right. So he never does that, right? And uh and, and he says, Okay, get the fuck out of my office. And I go out and the first sergeant follows behind me, you know. And then he grabs hold of me. And, and so turn guys, around. and listeners
0: again, the Sergeant is like the company sergeant. That's the top.
2: Top sergeant. Yeah, top, top. You know? He's the top.
0: He's the and granddaddy. He's the granddaddy of the, the company. He's the, the yeah, he's, top.
2: And typically he's a badass, right? I mean he yeah, got there for a he, reason, he, right? He's the
0: best of the NCOs and he is like the father not only for the troops, but also for all the officers, like the the platoon leaders. They all look at the top.
3: Well, also oh, he. I, I, so I had a
1: couple. I had a couple of fucked up first sergeants, but but I, I it, understand
0: what you it It's not unusual to see a group of drinkers. We have the first sergeant and all four lieutenants out drinking because they're learning from the first sergeant.
2: Yep. Uh. So. So. Uh, so so he grabs words, hold of me, right? Of and I'm thinking so this here, dude's about to fuck me up, right? i I. I Because one of the things they can do is they can just spend days doing, you know, PTing you, right. You're going to just like, they'll just do physical, uh, uh, training until you drop. So I'm thinking, Oh, this guy's about to get me. Right. And, and I he turns me and I look at him and he smiles at me and, and he goes, don't worry about it. You know? And, and then pushes me off to go hang with the, uh, with my squad leader, you know, and it was one of those deals where I had gotten, like in my company, um, every, all of it went to try to qualify for the EIB and I was going are we going to,
0: are we going get the whole EIB story again? Because I don't think we're Yeah. Yeah. It. Just, it's a side Can myth. we just, can we just say, can we just say that you qualified You got your EIB? Yeah, I feel like Brad. You well, to, like, no, want story to tell us it? Well, no, I want to talk about, about
2: your... it a whole lot because I want a lot of credit for that. <laughs> so Brad got his the <laughs> I don't mean it that way, but but, but you know, uh, it was it was a big. I got to uh, keep you on the
0: rails, bro, because you're going to tell a story about it, you
2: Get your idea, and the end. You're fine, you're fine, you're fine. Oh my god, fuck you! So <laughs> so so he let me go. Right? right, and it was partly because I've done some things right before that.
0: Well, also, and the, then, but the, like, but the thing that you did was no big deal. Like you got in a fight with guy down you get a guy downrange. Who cares? Big fuck, you're, right. you're, a, you're a warrior,
2: so that's what. Yeah, you they want don't give a shit, system. and and that's they love right. to see. They love to see a guy.
0: You're backing up your squad, with you, right? So that's what they want. <laughs> Brad, Brad's trigger finger is <laughs> strong. <right? laughs> his, Brad is His like army
1: service day. was a long time ago. Brad, that, that, that trigger, trigger finger's weak.
0: Brad, you're not broadcasting. Your lips are not red. There we go. Uh, okay. Yep. 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 So yep.
2: it was. It was. You know, it was fun.
3: You know, it, was, I,
0: it I, I remember when I was a platoon leader in Korea, and I was like, I decided Sergeant Crocker, my platoon sergeant, was the worst platoon sergeant. So I basically convinced him to go resign his position. And he walked down the hallway to the first sergeant's office. So I'm like, you know you're bad at this job. You're terrible. You're the worst platoon sergeant. So why don't you go down the first sergeant's office and tell him you don't want to be a platoon sergeant anymore. So he goes down there and he tells the first sergeant that. And first sergeant screams, Lieutenant, get in my office now. So is like, this, oh, an, is this an E6? Well, I, I have an E7 who is working. <laughs> Holy it. shit. E-7 and you're dressing
1: it. him down as a first lieutenant.
0: He, well, he, he come. He come. E E
1: eight is the
0: first sergeant, right? No, but he, my, my platoon sergeant. Was my platoon sergeant. But he. Oh, okay, from, gotcha. He, he come from Fort Gordon, where he'd been kind of like administrative. Yeah. Like there was there was nothing going on there. Now here he was in Korea in a combat support company with all this equipment. I'm like, dude, you need to fucking do this shit. Like, what the fuck is going on with you, dude? Like, I would always tell him, even as a young guy, he'd be like. Hey, I told you to go down there and mm-hmm. check all the levels on all this shit, and now I'm getting reports that it's not squared away. So, did you do it? He's like, What do you mean, sir? I said, I guess what I'm asking you is, Did you intentionally disobey me? Or are you just a complete fucking idiot?
1: Man, I should have gone to OCS. Jesus and
0: Christ. He, and he's like, I could see the gears working in his head. Mm-hmm. Like, Am I an idiot? Or did I disobey
3: him intentionally?
2: <laughs> Which is better, idiots? Right, right. So, so, right. so, so I convinced him. <laughs> I don't don't know. Know. Let, Let me think about
0: this. So, so I, can, I convinced, here. I convinced him to go down to my first sergeant. My first sergeant is like, you cannot fucking tell your platoon sergeant that he needs to resign. Like I was, I'm like I'm desperate at this point. I'm like we're getting really go. And basically, he sat me down. We had ration control in Korea where they they would keep track like if you went to buy stuff at the px like liquor or computer parts because the koreans were always trying to buy stuff from our base exchanges um they would keep track we'd have a ration control card, so we'd keep track of everything you bought like liquor related or certain types of food or electronics and so he's like do you know that your platoon sergeant is buying like a bottle of whiskey a day i was like and based on his performance, I mean, you. well, based on his performance, I'm like, I think he's actually probably drinking.
3: <laughs> <laughs>
0: <laughs> no, it's not on me. It's just more of a right. social yeah. concern where we're like, what's going on with the guy? Like, I think he's just had issues.
2: But. they'd probably, you know, I'm not sure about it, but they'd probably start asking you questions, right, about like. Well, basically, my the special, health and welfare of your soldiers, blah, blah, blah. The, the problem
0: was my squad leaders would be like, what the fuck is going on, sir? You know, because so, we've got the platoon sergeant between us, can't do his job. So you have to start assigning things like making the duty schedule to uh, squad leaders because he's incapable of doing it. You know, it's just, it was bad. And they always tell you when you're brand new, you kind of like just rely on your senior NCO, like your platoon sergeant. Just listen, to that guy. I get that. Yeah. platoon sergeant. And, and yours is idiot. a fuck
2: up, so you're really yeah. like, holy fuck, man, what am right. I getting just, into? And and you and you do have those moments where you're like, like fuck, man, are are we going to uh, get ourselves into shit that we can't fucking handle? You know. Right. Right. And Korea's I
0: mean, not a joke. I mean, Korea is... Yeah,
2: I mean, if they want to, they'll... Because there's always... Every summer, there's... Uh, you know, like some fucking... Commando fucking team from North Korea... That uh, gets caught in fishing nets or some shit. Right, right. You know, that... And you see the the prop... Like, I've even got some around here that I kept. Where it was like... A, a communist propaganda that's being dropped in South Korea. So... That thought that. Alright, I'm going to go get
0: some beers and then I think we're going to go get into some uh, war <laughs> Should gaming
2: goodness. Start Should podcast? we start the war, <laughs> game? oh, <our laughs> <fucking> war games? <laughs>
0: Let's do it. I'm going to get some beers and then we'll come back and do this. Alright,
2: I'm going to get one too. And I'm back. What's up, Wanker?
0: Yeah, dude, that's so fucking funny, dude. et was such a riot. What, what a
2: zoo. All the clubs and the music and the bars and the girls. <laughs> It, it was one of the funnest times of my life. I really, I, you know, like there, there was always something crazy going down. Like you say, you go to the bar. I mean, there was times where we would roll out of the bar at eleven a.m. the next morning. You know, and but, uh, but
0: basically, the the commitment in Korea was always like, how many days left do you have before you can leave? That's like right. Like that's right. Yeah. One hundred and ninety days. Like ninety four days. <laughs> They, had, they made puzzles, which had 365 pieces, and you could color the pieces. And when they were all colored, you got to leave the country. Like, that was... <laughs> yeah,
2: I never like, did that, but I did start tracking it at the end. Um, there for a while, I thought that I was going to go to Hawaii after that. Um, well, because you could, you could pick, right? Pick, you pick right, your right, right, right. So I I picked, and my first pick was Hawaii, 25th ID, right? Um, Schofield Barracks and all that. But uh, like, uh, they're like, so I, I picked it, and then like afterwards, they're like, oh, yes, looking good, you know? I was like, all right, here, Hawaii, here I come, you know? And my second pick was Germany, uh, and they're, everything sounded good, but then like right before few like couple weeks out i still hadn't gotten my orders and i'm like i go back to him and i'm like hey i still haven't got my orders what's up they're like well you know we see you've got airborne so and i'm like so fort bragg here i come right and they're like yes oh, oh
0: you wanted an airborne assignment
2: well no i i didn't i didn't care um put me in any unit they wanted oh, because, to but because you were airborne because fallout. i was airborne they were saying we've spent that money on you that's where you're going so so fort bragg you know so i you went, went, to went to fort Bunker. bragg and fort and fort then bragg, i just Fort Bragg's not
0: too bad though it's not a bad
2: no it wasn't bad at all and i got lucky too again there you know my whole uh time of service i guess i got lucky because once i got there I figured, well, you know, I'm an airborne infantry soldier, 82nd Airborne, here I come, right? And and uh, I got there into the in-processing uh, station, and they were like, well, uh, the, you know, Foxtrot Company 51st Infantry Lurse needs guys. you want to go? See, Jason loved like,
0: that, the long, long-range Hell Yeah.
2: Yeah, that's Hardcore. where it was at. And so, uh, Brad, Jason, I, and I you just know, got did lucky. Know,
0: did, you know? Jason, did you know that's where Brad was assigned? It's long range recon?
2: I did, yeah.
0: yeah.
2: so I, I Brad, kinda, you know, Brad probably told you about gives it.
1: Gives me a little bit of a semi.
2: You, Brad, Brad <laughs> well, that's good, man. That's it. good. It, it was awesome, you know. But, I, you know, it wasn't because I was like some sort of super trooper or anything oh, no, like we that know. I, we know you I, didn't make it you, yeah, didn't, yeah, make it. you didn't make it to rangers the rangers hey hey, you know. hey don't be hateful don't be guys, hateful, those man. guys
3: made
0: it through the rip program
2: Dang. Oh, shit. don't be hateful oh. man that's what, that hurts <laughs> no, so you know no, i just got lucky and, and they said hey do you want to go then i i did i did go through their selection process and i made that and you know, and uh, what, what was that like? A bunch of blocks in different shapes,
0: you know, just through the like the. Uh, no, it
2: was it, it was pretty pretty intense, man. Like we did, like
0: um. Did they show you like ink ink blocks, and you had to figure out what they were?
2: No, but they did do some sort of identification uh, training, right? I would assume there's so. Lots like, of
1: maps. Uh,
2: there were maps. There were there like one of the things we did was they opened a box and they said, okay, here's a box full of items, memorize everything in that box. Now, then they closed the box and they said, okay, now here's a map. We need you to get from this point to this point and also identify five points along the way. Um, and then when you get to the, your final point, um, you need to tell us everything you just saw in the box, um, and so it was like a is basically like a land navigation uh, course. It's 12, 12 miles, sixty five pounds on your back, and you and you're going through this land nav, and you know you got to hit all those points, and then when you get to the end, then you got to be able to remember the shit you saw in that box, and uh, you know that was. That was challenged. It's not too hard, you know. It's nothing crazy. And Brad,
0: Brad. At some point, you just say, "I didn't even want to fucking come to Fort Bragg." Like <laughs> what
3: the and fuck? fucker? Fort Bragg. Like, like,
0: another test. Like
3: I go through. Some back in, in Korea, always, there, was, there was a test, place called Hooker test. Hill.
0: Yeah, that's right. Yeah, that's like where's the Hooker Hill of, of what is it? What's the town? Fayetteville. Is there a Fayetteville in Fayetteville, North Carolina? Oh, dude. <laughs> <laughs> you're like another test, right. no? What, what yeah. do you just say no? I mean, um, good for It Brad. was
2: always tests, always.
0: You, tests. You're always, Brad's always. always like willing to take yes. the extra thing. He's a bunch of authority. It's like, authority. A, it's like you I'm know, sorry how how much money do I make more if I take this test? Oh, this none,
2: That's none. What I'm yeah, and and if we have to do it for real and you get captured, then you can expect to be tortured <laughs> and way uh, more than me. Oh. Yeah. Oh, you will well, be monsieur, tortured until you're dead basically. You, you so. will get this beautiful
0: piece of ribbon that you can wear on your uniform. Yeah,
2: yeah. Yep. So. a braided cord. Yeah, and we had a the bra- <laughs> braided cord. You better it's believe it. Beautiful. It, yeah, wow. it was, so it was so cool. So. I, I was glad to do it. I, I and I served with some good guys. Hey, some of these dudes. So like I will say like this like uh I, I was never Once you got Brad into the guy. unit
0: I was never worried that Brad was going to talk a lot. This is kind of like uh, the way I felt with like uh, 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 Tony. No, not Tony.
3: Uh,
0: our ASU professor. Oh, Paul. Paul. Paul, Professor Paul. Yep, yep, yep. Uh, yep. I, was, I wasn't worried that it wasn't going to be like a lot of conversation. So, The, yep. the only the, the only thing I'm, I'm worried about is too much conversation.
2: Yeah, cool. well, I can chat. Yeah. You know, you can chat. So, I, so what? What I will say, and then, and then we're done with that. Is that um, I served with some dudes that were some bad motherfuckers, man. And they, and they were the athletic uh, type and smart because what you want. So why for, didn't
0: they go to Ranger School?
2: Well, they did. They did, and, and a lot of them got their tabs. You know. Oh, they were tabs. Oh yeah, and and really, that's just the beginning for and like a lot. For a lot, crazy, crazy, for a lot of them, it was you know, you know, you've got the brains and you've got the brawn, yeah. and and they would graduate rag, uh, Ranger school, and then from there, then they would start doing uh, more advanced training too, like uh, Seer School, survival, evasion, resistance, escape. Yeah. Yeah. Right? I mean, these dudes that, and 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 are. Lurse company was basically a staging, uh, uh, company for going into the special ops community. And the guys that would make it through all that shit would then go from our company to special forces or Delta force. My team leader went to Delta force. So,
0: So Brad currently, uh, along this line, uh, what kind of board games are you playing?
3: Ooh. <laughs> <laughs>
0: okay. Uh, we're, at, we're at two and a half hours at least, so let's wrench it over there that. Okay. <laughs> All right. Here we go. Right? Um, Hey, Brad, by the way, you're killing it. And I definitely think we can bring you back for, I think Brad's got enough uh, material for a second episode.
1: We
3: might even, (laughs) maybe we even split this into two.
0: (laughs) I'm having a blast. Oh, yeah, my wife is going to love that. She's already sitting on the couch, staring at me. I'm going to go back. Giving you the look. Yeah, she's like, "Mm -hmm." yeah, okay, you fucker. Well, the other thing is I make all the kids get off the internet. So my kids can't be, because I do Wi-Fi from here. So, when I'm recording, right. I'm like, you can't use Slang, yep. TV. you can't, you can't, spend, like, be online with, play Minecraft, outside, God forbid. with your Roblox shit. So, some kind of mean, mean
2: that. All right. So,
0: so, let's hear about it, Brad. What's going on with your Wargaming Wars?
2: <laughs> okay. So, um, before vacation, Carl this is, and I. This is a
0: Wargaming podcast. So, we're going to.
2: Oh, God. welcome we everyone well you know i mean we could talk about war games or we could talk about the motherfuckers that really do it so well,
0: let's talk about war
2: games okay all right the 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 fat turds that uh want to play huh that's uh, right you your listeners and fans because now you're on the podcast <laughs> oh, nobody's a fan of me anyway so I, i'm not worried oh, about no, I that think you're, you're oh you you have like you. you have plenty of fans there were what should, <laughs>
1: it's 35 guys at AAC con last year they know
0: and, and right. by the way for the listeners in, in person I know Brad is kind of a dick online Brad's yeah. a, great,
2: uh, Brad's and a he, great hugger and when he's recording I, I guess I come off and, that way man well, I don't no, mean
0: you, to no no you don't come off the way you are you are that way um, <laughs> and, but in person I feel like he's, a, I am. he's oh, the god. best he's a great guy oh Super. god
3: I don't Most mean generous to be.
0: guy and I'm only saying this because I hope he'll still pick me up at the airport and drop me off at the airport
2: after the AC time. And,
0: and I'm not just saying it because of that, but he is a great so guy. Uh,
2: um, so lately, uh, Carl and I were playing Kingdom of Heaven.
0: Is this the same Carl who recently in a game, someone heard his wife come in and say, I'm not going to sit here and watch you grow up. Maybe oh,
3: I, I think so. I don't. I
1: don't know about that. Jason, did Do, you see Do, that? I part? did. Doctor I, yeah, yeah. yeah. Doctor I, yeah, screamed yeah.
0: Something, at him, and he's also the same guy who apparently was passed out on the floor during game Nice. <laughs> <laughs> and and that's not judgment. That's all. No, I'm
2: so, no, I'm that's props. Now. Nothing. Yeah. <sighs> that's well, it. you know what? I mean, like I can't judge because I've been a complete mess at times. Literally uh,
1: last night, my wife is making fun of me because she said. We were talking about the recording today. She's like, remember that podcast where you guys got done and then I came into the bedroom and you were asleep on the floor? I said, oh yeah, yeah, <laughs> I, I remember. I got I got shit-faced. Right, yeah, so that's good there's stuff. There's nothing wrong huh? with it. I had to sleep before I met my family, so I had to sleep uh, on I the actually, floor. I
0: actually, I actually told my wife last yesterday, I'm like, oh yeah, I'm totally not drinking this podcast. I'm oh no, I'm, I'm planning service. on
1: getting shitty today. I'm my, my face is numb, to quote the doc.
2: All right, so Brad, what are you playing? <laughs> okay, so we're playing Kingdom of Heaven. Um, we've played the first two scenarios on that. Um, and so Carl and I, we, we basically, like, um, all the way back to the convention uh, last fall, we started playing uh, different games together. Yeah, you guys um, are regular. You guys kind of have a
0: little romance yourselves. I mean, you guys. Yeah, play.
2: yeah, absolutely. Um, uh, and then, like, I, you know, I played with a lot of other guys online too. I played with Nick. I uh, played U.S. Civil War with Nick, uh, and I played with John on a and couple you, you things
0: played, too. Face to face with Al a lot too. Eh? Like a lot of yeah. times.
2: Yeah, and Al's a great guy. So, so basically, Brad is running to Al. Nice. He's like an older guy yeah, who
0: lives in awesome. this area. Who like is basically teaching him how to play Lob the
1: Did you guys meet yeah. at the con last year?
2: Yeah, we did. Um, and and Al's, Al's, a great guy. Al's a great Al's. Yeah, guy. Yeah, Al's a great, great a guy. Fun. Like, he's an old grognard. Him but at the, the not... brewery was the fucking best. Oh, that the guy best? Was awesome.
0: Oh, the best was him getting so fucked up and then talking to Callum and Callum realizing <laughs> that Al was
3: his ride home and then
0: immediately calling Uber right in front of Al.
2: Oh,
0: oh fuck. Yeah. I, didn't, I, I didn't even see that part. So oh, yeah. So Al, yeah. Al was, Al, Al was, was drunk. Yeah. yeah. And Al's like,
2: oh, yeah. He's, yeah, Al's we're like, way right? back to the hotel right now. <laughs> well, so, Al's but, awesome. He's we're, a we're, good we're,
0: guy. Really, And for the record, we're going to try to work out a van for the brewery trip to we'll see if we can get some other van transporter, or something like that. <laughs>
2: That will be good.
0: Donations are appreciated.
2: That whole thing's kind of <laughs> interesting. Check
1: out our Patreon right now at blah, 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 dot whatever.com.
0: Dot Send money to advance after combat at gmail.com. There you go. <laughs> <laughs> I'll see you There
2: back you back. go. Yep. Yep. So Al's a great guy. Uh, is, we've been playing Lobatai and he's really helped me. Like, uh, you know, the game, like, you, you see the red, regs rulebook and like 66 pages and you think like holy fuck that's that's going to be complicated right and, and
0: for the record but brad, it's not, brad
2: and i both played the regs we play the regs
0: 30 it's the regs 30 right? regs 30 perplex, yep yeah. that's
2: the way to go you know because it, it works across all the different battles there's other possibilities but that one works like a champ you know and it really does capture that very well so i've I played that with him. We've been playing Quattro Bra, um, and having a blast. Like I'll go over to his house basically once a month and, um, I'm playing the, uh, uh, the, the allies of the low country. Right. You know, basically, uh, uh, Wellington and all his, and all his, uh,
0: are you guys guys playing with like the hidden stuff where like they're hidden in the high field? We
2: didn't. We didn't do all of the uh, special rules um, because basically like for me, it was like, well, just, you know, like going into that. I was like, well, I just need to get the basics right now
0: when you you come over to Al's to see if like beverages set up for you,
2: you know, Al's champ, man. So he's got like a whole wet bar, you know, Uh, Yeah, like we sit like he's got this um, desk right and the desk has all these um, i guess you call them shelves that kind of fit in <laughs> underneath it yes. right there's like three or <laughs> f- I there- shelves i'm sure well, okay you know, but I, I'm not saying. Uh, you know, Are basically, like there's. Are you thinking they might become drawers <laughs> if <laughs> you I don't know. How oh to commit to the shelves? <laughs> you fucker! So, so he's got these. Uh, <laughs> Jason uh, laughed first, just for the record. Yeah, oh, no, I was <laughs>
1: laughing hard. I, 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 mistakenly hit mute, but
2: but I was laughing. All right. So they're trays. That's probably a better. <laughs> okay, so tra-
0: so you want the drawers? Drawers aren't gonna... All
2: right.
3: All
0: right. So what do they? Maybe do? it's like a. Like, maybe it's.
3: Oh. Uh, is on. it what a card
1: situation?
2: That that kind of thing. Are they really small drawers? No, they're trays that have like 24 36 by forty-eight, and you pull it out, and it's got like he has one that has the whole map for Quattro. Oh, uh, I see. You're on saying. it, right?
1: Yeah. Man, That's a drawer. So, so this is like the ex-
0: Justin, Justin yeah. and his club, yeah. right? Where they can put it's them like into like drawer. the bakers, the bakers trays.
2: You know, I'm, I'm probably not describing that real well, but no, but so are, it's yeah, yeah probably no, yeah. Probably no. So so I come is, over, but... he pulls that drawer out. It's got our Quattro Brawl game mm-hmm. on it, you know. And then we sit down, we start playing. Like the last few times, I, like I'd bring over, you know, something to drink, and we'd hang out. His wife is bringing us sandwiches. You know, oh, so God, God oh, wow. bless. God yeah, bless. Yeah, she's a sweetheart. You know. What, so what, kind, of, what kind of
0: sandwiches? What she brings?
2: Oh man, it's like a, you know, like a rye. Mm. Oh, keep
1: going. Yeah, don't, yeah, yeah. do stop. with the bread. <laughs> you stop with the bread. Don't, don't stop, baby.
3: <laughs>
0: it's like a rye bread. Put the button down. Brad again. Brad, <laughs> you need bread. Bread. Brad, you're I describing need some, a fucking sandwich so to us. <laughs> we need more than the bread. I thought <laughs> I did. No, she's not pressing the button. <laughs> you fucker! She brought this white, that's oh. it. What all we get? Like what? Oh.
1: Give, me, give me some some turkey and some spicy give mustard me, yeah, with like this rice. Give me some baby. vegetables.
2: You what's suck. on
0: the what's on the sandwich?
2: Okay, so it's like a rye bread with like a uh, good mm. like all kinds of the good veggies, lettuce, mm. tomatoes, Keep onions, going. like you know, and then and then there's um. Like a uh, turkey and mayo. Oh, yeah. They're just a great oh, sandwich, yeah. you know? How did, how did so so we we'll hang, hang out. How did she cut the sandwich? Is it halves?
0: Diagon. Is it diagonal? Give me a diagonal. Diagonal. diagonal.
3: Oh, yeah. Oh, I mean, oh, the woman's yeah. a pro.
0: That's She's better.
2: a pro. Yeah, you know? Diagonal is better. And he Is there a pickle? Oh yeah, man. I mean she'll she'll bring you whatever you want. So it's cool. oh, well, Now cool. I'm she's not a, sure. Now I'm not sure <laughs> what we're talking sweetheart. about. I need a cigarette <laughs> now.
0: <laughs> <laughs> what kind
2: of game is this? Yeah, she's a sweetheart. She's she's no, that's a good awesome. woman. That's really and good. so we'll sit there and he's got like this uh <laughs> meanwhile. My, my my wife's room. Like, go go fuck yourself. Make your own food. <laughs> <laughs> she gets
0: she gets my wife gets mad to out the lunch. Yeah. <laughs>
2: Uh, well, you know, there might be a generational thing there. That's because, true. That's true. Okay. Because so, so the, the les- they're les- old les- school,
0: you know. Mary, Mary, old Yeah. And, yeah.
2: Mary Southern and, and Albert champ. Al Al's a great guy. Al is so Al, we'll sit there. I, he's I, got I, like all his. He's got like a bookshelf right. over there, like right to the right of us, with all the great books, and we'll talk about shit. You know, he. he you know the thing is with the game, he, he really has been a great guy that was like, you know, showing me the ropes, um, and kind of helping me. And then also he's, like, he's, he's, you know, basically like, groom
0: I, like you. he's grooming you.
2: Yeah, sure. You know, I, I'll be his love child, you know? <laughs> uh, but that, and, and, and you've been, you've been great about it too. I've had, a, I've had great fun, like, uh, wonder, texting you, text, you questions. You text yeah. yeah, man. Yeah. You know, you're always coming up with answers for me. Well, that, that's Dude. how it is.
0: With, usually I just look them up in the rules, which you should have done. But I just look them up <laughs> and I send you the rules.
1: But it is different. Like, I, 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 I get it. it. It is different if you understand the rules. It's a little bit easier. And some,
0: of, the, some of it is I just know where to look in, right. the, in the, yeah. the, the, the rules. Especially well, for a lot like I am terrible about that.
2: It is true. It, I, I wow. am terrible about that because, like, a lot of times, like – for me like it's part of the whole process and what I'm having fun with it's like I'll sit there and go oh well what about this and I'll pop off a question right and then I'll start looking for the answer so yeah, but I'm I might happy even I'm a,
0: I enjoy looking for it I actually enjoy it because even if yeah. I'm plan, I have fun and, looking at it I enjoy and it.
2: I might even find the answer like after there's been a couple times where like you've told me the answer and I'm like oh well yeah I found it too you know but, uh, you know, I, I probably well, thank, have been yeah, a Brett, pain in thanks, the ass on yeah, that. Brett, so. Thanks
0: for thanks for canceling me on this because I really like, I appreciate that you just let me spend all the time to find the answer after you've already found it. So. What? I'm using up all my valuable gaming time to find those answers.
2: Well, you know, that's what your job is because but, you're like a big-time podcast host. But, like, say, like, right, so. like, with
0: Sliver Sliverhand, we all know who Sliverhand is. Michael? Yep. So, so he's uh, like when he just posted he got uh, to Toller Creek and he got a dysentery. So I'm like, dude, on Facebook I sent him my number. I'm like, dude, text me if you have questions because I've already asked like a shit ton of questions about the game and like I can probably save you a lot of time. Like, because we have worked through those rules. Like for Axis Empires, ugh. So, so I'm happy to do it. Like, I always tell guys, text me if you have questions. Like, let's talk. I like, sometimes it's fun. It's fun just to, to type about it.
1: But also maybe remember the name of our podcast.
2: <laughs> well, for me, it has been part
3: of, part sorry, of the Jason. fun
2: is is uh, talking to you about it, you know. And and I have had more fun with that game, really, than, you know, any other game i played, you know. And that's not to bag on other games but i've had a great time with lava tie well, and La it's is is, partly like sitting there like you're okay. by yourself you're thinking things through or you're playing a two-player game you know and you're thinking things through and and then like to you know send you a text and get get an answer it's all been a blast man i i love that game dave that that's all you
0: Yes, okay. sorry, my wife.
1: Yeah, I, I, so I it's have nothing. Great,
0: just want to figure out what's going on.
1: <laughs> <laughs> Welcome
0: back. Uh, yeah, no, it's been fun. I really enjoy a lot of that. I think it's the best, and and especially like it's it's a great solo game. It, it's an interesting game in that it's it's not really a war game, and that it's putting you in a particular place, like a command position. It's basically just a giant simulation of a. Uh, of a napoleonic battle where you get to like see all the great narrative that unfolds as you play you know because the decisions you're making are like all over the place as far as like command scale but uh insane stuff happens and you're just like it's one of those it's one of those games where in the middle of the night at 1am you're like what the fuck i can't believe that just happened like That guy just got shot through the torso. That division general's dead. Now his division's recoiling. Like, don't you agree, Brad? It's, like, really, like, crazy that way. There's so many stories that come out of it. Uh,
2: Without a doubt. Like, so...
0: uh, And and to be honest, like, Axis Empires, like, is the same way in a way where Pete and I are texting each other all the time about, like, oh, my God, this just happened. And then he's telling me what happened in his game, he's... I'm playing Dyson, he's playing Tottenham Creed. He's like, back and forth, we're like, oh, you won't believe this shit. Like, I just arrested Gandhi. Like,
3: <laughs> Ooh.
0: like, at some point with India, you're like, are we going to arrest Gandhi? Or are we going to let India be independent? You're like, fuck it, we're arresting Gandhi. <laughs> you just arrest him. It's a card, <laughs> it's, literally, it's literally a card you play.
2: Yeah. Yeah. Um- I mean, where that, to, where but to that, begin?
0: But, but you that know the like, story is what gets the games exciting, right? So that's what makes it fun.
2: Yeah, I've had several uh, situations come up where uh, there was a great story that developed in the game, just organically. You know, the game itself creates that. Right, you know, and like, you, could,
0: uh, you could write it up later and describe it to people and be like, "These guys I, attacked this yes. town. And this was." Or, or the heavy cavalry attack and, like, swept through these squares. And there's just a... I don't I don't I don't know how great it is at recreating the Napoleonic battles, but La Bataille is definitely great for creating a narrative of Napoleonic combat. And it's great.
2: That's interesting, because, like, you know, I'm no expert, but I always felt like, like, oh, this is really doing it for me, you know? Because I've got to, like, move formation i got to change formations. Um... Well, the, know, the, certain right. formations are better for certain types of combat. You know, right? But
0: the pro- the problem, Brad, is that you have a full view of everything, right? So you have the eye of God perspective. So arguing that it's right, a battle simulation, yeah. But definitely, as far as how the combat works, I think Lavatide does a great job of simulating when a column of cavalry will run into a square of infantry. Like it has that down as far as simulation. Like, it it knows the
2: options there. Right. So, I mean, that's probably a good point, because there, you know, there were times where, like, you read about it, and they didn't know what was going on. Like, in a certain, you know, part of the battlefield, or even, you know, far over, like, you know, uh, Napoleon gives... uh mic, Get back on the mic. Oh, God. Sorry. Um, he so, said
0: Napoleon knows that.
2: Yeah, so Napoleon knew that he had to have, uh, what's his name, pursuing the Prussians, right? Waterloo, right? And and, and so he doesn't know what's going on over there. Um, he he has tasked that to an individual, and whether or not that, that person is doing it... Um, is you're unknown about, to him. You're about Grouchy? Nope. Grushy, mm-hmm. yeah, Grushy, right? So, like, Grushy's supposed to be putting the he's putting the screws on uh, the Prussians, right? Yeah, on Blucher, right? And he completely failed to do that, and, and he has no idea about that until the fucking Prussians show up on his right flank, right? Right, he thinks so- the Prussians have been handled. Right, so that's the, you know, so those sorts of things you don't see in Labattai, but you do see some really cool stuff. Like there was one game, but but, where, the, uh, but the but the
0: chip pulls will the chip pulls fuck it up, right? The thing I do like about the system right. is that, you can't that, you can't uh, uh so math it, it, mathematize right. it, right? Right, according to Marshall, as, as Marshall would say, mathematize it. Uh, <laughs> so basically the way it works oh god is,
2: i just did a marshal
0: so you have chip pulls. so one of the advantages is it like ship poles can be by division but if you have a core mu which is maneuver unit it means when that core gets pulled uh then the divisions can kind of coordinate basically every division in that core then activate and coordinate so it does reward you for keeping your core commander within range put an activated around your division commanders because it's much better to have three divisions attack at once on one core activation than that chip pull as opposed to having one division and chip get pulled and this guy piecemeal they all attack. So there is they do have that part, which I think does it really well, right?
2: Yeah, yeah, absolutely. I agree. I I think that um that creates that unsure uh feeling of like uh so like I've had situations where I was like well I'm gonna I'm gonna push with the French 2nd Infantry Division up into this area and when I push with them up there I don't know whether or not they will get the next activation on the next turn um if they do, then they can all form square, and the cavalry will not have a great response to that. But if they fit, fa- but if but if uh, if I the cavalry chit instead of the uh, the French infantry, then now all of a sudden I got to worry about that that uh, Russian cavalry coming in, and, and maybe I start failing uh, right. my. Um,
0: that's right.
2: Yeah, I start failing my forming square, and now, I'm, you know, now they're they're rolling up my right flank, right? It,
0: it, so one of the biggest uh, things about uh, Blatay is Moscow is one of the biggest games. It's the biggest probably game available right now, uh, and it has a scenario in it, Shevardino, which is probably one of the best training scenarios. You could ever have for a right,
3: Brad?
2: It's great. Yeah, I love it. I love it. It it. it,
0: it makes you use everything. It has everything. Artillery, cavalry, uh, infantry. And it really does get you into the feel of uh, like you're like moving your cab up and you're like, oh, God, they all formed square. And you're like, yeah, that's why you should have probably brought up that force artillery unit to like now shoot at them. That they're in square.
2: Right. And so like it becomes rock, paper, scissors where like, okay, right. well, now you form square. Now I'm going to hit you with my cannons. Right. It's, you know. the,
0: reason, it's the reason why Napoleon made horse – made sure that the French army had tons of horse artillery battalions because he was like, we have to have uh, – the, the, the point of cavalry is not to charge infantry. It's to force infantry to form square. And then artillery yeah. can unlimber and pound the
2: squares. It's extremely interesting. Um, you it's know, really the they've done a great job with that, you know, and <laughs> it really does like the game, the game reflects reality very well. So like, like when I first started playing it, I I, I was clueless about uh, Napoleonic warfare. I didn't really know anything about it. Um, but then oh, I start playing the game. I'm having that's fun. Absolutely. I'm I looking did, at it going, that. that's that's great, but then, like, you start reading, you start reading, like, the Osprey books about cavalry tactics, and and they're talking about how, like, like cavalry, you know, you don't, you know, you use them to support other actions, and um, so, so I'm looking at the book saying, oh, okay, that's the way they would really use it, and then the game supports that. Like, well, well, bre- if you bre- like, because bre- I did it where like I took cavalry way off onto the side, onto a right flank, with uh, unsupported, and and then and then the infantry comes up and says, "Well, fuck you," you know, and and without support, the the cavalry is going to get jacked up, and so Support they can,
0: they can basically move up in square and shoot the cavalry and do damage. Right. Right. But, but, like, when you play Quatre Bras, one of the best things to do with your Light Cavs as the French is to form them into Light Cavs skirmishers and go, if you're, if you guys aren't playing the hidden rules for the Fields of Rye, uh, you're, you're losing something because the, uh, French Light Cavalry can go up as skirmishers and scout out and find out where those units are. Like, basically, that's, that's one thing they can do as skirm- Like, people don't use Light Cavalry skirmishers very much in a uh, lava tide, but that's one great example where they're very useful.
2: Okay, that, that's really interesting. I, I haven't done that. The, so that, if you so guys That's a layer I need to learn, right? You know? Um. But if you're going to put light cavalry in as skirmishers,
0: they have to be supported by full cavalry units. Because otherwise, full cavalry units from the enemy will attack them and try to drive them back. But that's not I, part of the game. It's all. It's again. It's all part of the whole thing. Blah, blah, blah.
3: Yeah,
2: I think. I think like Napoleonic warfare, like uh, combined arms, is is like a. It's a sweet spot as far as like it's a war a, it's game Rock, goes Seuss Seuss because right, you've got paper. some cool things that you can do that you cannot do in other time periods, right? So the, the you know um, forming different. Uh, uh formations whether you're column or line, you know, with the infantry, uh cavalry, fifty years later, cavalry's uh yeah, they're dead. They're
0: dead. Yeah,
2: right, right. You know
0: so, so Brad, some what dipshit lava, what?
2: at the Civil War wants to try and do a cavalry charge and, and gets murdered, you know?
0: So Brad, what lava tie games do you have? Like which games do you own?
2: So I have most of them. I think I have, um, I have, uh, Muscowa, Quattro uh, Lini. I need, I need Dresden. Do you have, and, do you have Lutzen? It, I do have Lutzen. Yep. Yeah. That Lutzen, Lutzen's Lutzen's Lutzen really Lutzen is dude. the one that I'm bringing. Yeah. I'll, I'll bring that to the, um. Uh, to the convention. So. The beauty
0: of the beauty of Lutzen is it combines for the French. They have uh, a bunch of shitty uh, Marie Louise type troops, like they're like terrible. With the imperial right. guard, right? It's like finally right. you get to fight with the imperial guard, and the imperial guard for the French are like ass kickers. Like they're Right. right. Awesome. I mean,
2: those guys are rock hard. They're rock so isn't hard. Isn't that and interesting? So, and it
0: gives you—it's kind of a meeting engagement with the French are trying to hold on to towns, and then. And then the uh, Allies have a totally fucked up command structure with like wings and waves and all sorts of shit. So that's a great one. I think Lutzen's awesome. So yeah. that's, a, that's great. So that's the one you're bringing. I think that's really good.
2: Yeah, that's my big push. Um, without a doubt, you know, I love Lava TIE. Is, 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 um, coming, who's I, no, coming to play with you?
0: I, Is it going to be Al that's coming? Who else?
2: Al, Al, and, my, Al and I, and then... Um, with Lutzen, uh, you can substitute in people too, which is the reason why I picked that one, right? Was that we could, uh, if somebody else wants to jump in, then they can jump in on the side of the allies.
0: Yeah, there's a, there's uh, a lot of different commands.
2: Right, yeah. So, you know, if anybody is interested, then we'll fit them in. And be part of that, you know?
0: Yeah, that, that's good. I think that's good. All right. Jason how
2: about you what have you been playing lately well i wanted to ask brad
1: did you have an interest in napoleonics before you started playing this or is it
2: um, i i was pretty clueless on it um, so brad
0: what what military history period were you interested in, because that, in that's Oregon? what
1: fascinates me because i mostly play stuff i i'm interested in and and lavatai i have i give zero shits about napoleonics i really don't care and so when and Dave I know you love the system and it makes me want to want to get into it but I, I I, don't have that entry point I don't have that something to make me plop down $80 to go buy this game
0: and spend all the time to learn it It's, just, right. it's that.
1: yeah to frustrate me and piss me off and want to strangle my kid when he fucks up the counters on my table like what yeah, is it other- Brad for you that, that pulled you into Lava Tide not yeah. having that interest <laughs>
2: Okay, so the kid thing will definitely happen. I,
1: I literally I <laughs> I I grabbed my 20, my two year old right? by the back of his neck today because the last two games <laughs> I had set up, he he'll take my my plexiglass and like shake it on the table, like push it back and forth, so I can't pick up like everything. Yeah, but is Jason, Jason, up. you have oh, a, don't you have
0: like a thirteen year old or you have a boy?
1: I have a fifteen year old girl. And I don't know what that was, uh, and uh, an eleven-year-old boy and a two-year-old boy.
0: So how's the eleven-year-old?
1: He's fine. No, it's it's just the yeah, two it's old. the
2: two-year-old and just doesn't know, right? So, so the
1: eleven-year-old will play like legendary with me. He'll play um, like uh, you know, like d- tactical kind of shoot 'em up games, but he won't play. He wouldn't play like even Sakigahara or something like that with me. But the oh, churl right. just fucks shit up.
0: Well that's what they did. Right? They just
1: no, Right, yeah. That's that's on away. the name tag. Hi, my uh, yeah, camera it's I a wrecking
0: house. <laughs> right. Until yeah. they're, so 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 Brad for you, what were the historical periods that you were interested in before you found love with that? Like, what, like okay. if you had one.
2: Yeah, yeah. Well there is and it's an interesting part of uh you know The whole thing was like uh, when I first found the guild, um, you know, not really. I I didn't really know a lot about wargaming, you know, Um, I had seen it. I was familiar with it. I knew about Avalon Hill and all that, you know, Um, but but I was no expert by any stretch of the imagination. Um, So for me, at that point, when I first started getting into it, my interest was like World War Two. You know? And I still am very much interested in that. Um, and then, like, Vietnam War uh, it's very interesting. Uh, um, And I just got into Napoleonic... Something about La Bataille kind of
0: captured your interest.
2: Well, yeah. I mean, at first, you know, it started off because I had no idea about um, the game at all. Um, so... You know, it started off with like hearing you talk about it, right? And then, like, I start looking at it and, I'm like, oh, well, that seems really fucking cool. You know, it's a really interesting that it is a pretty game, you know? Um, although, I don't want to, like, uh, say, like, you don't want to sell the game just on it being pretty because it's way more than that in a way. You know, so so it's like, yeah, it's pretty, but okay, but but there's a real game there too. There, you know, it,
0: no, they it, have, they have it, it is attractive, but there's a there's a certain amount of pageantry associated with the polyamnes, right? It, it, yeah, absolutely. The uniforms, the uniforms, and the I game, mean, the, the Lapatai games do capture a lot of that uniform by having the counters with the tunics and the pants and like your hussars are very colorful in your French infantry. You can can tell the difference from your lights and your line.
2: Absolutely. And, you know, and, and the cavalry, you know, like it was a time period where, you know, like the, the light cavalry makes a charge and it's, and it's just, uh, very brave, courageous thing they do, you know, and and they're in in their uniforms, and dudes are fucking running across the field of fire, and getting ready to, you know, start swinging their saber, so uh, there is a pageantry to it, Uh, it is a beautiful game, but you know, like, for me, you know, it's like, that might be something that, like, gets interested to begin with, but it won't keep me interested there needs to be more. there needs to be a real game there. And so once I started playing lava tai, and, you know being clueless about it and working through it and then like you start to see like, oh okay, this is a this is a great game period yeah right you I, know
0: because i've I've played a bunch of different Napoleonic games like the uh, the quatri- there's a whole uh, uh, system from Europe, where, I forget what it is, the Bras system, where they had the, I forget, the rectangular counters, and I still don't like it as much as uh, as Labatai. I gotta say, like, I've played a bunch of the different ones, like uh, Zucker's games, and uh, Labatai for me is still the absolute number one, but the regs, the one of so Yeah, so,
2: yeah, and I'd like to try some of those other ones, too. Like, um... I do have Toulon seventeen ninety three, um, and I want to play that. That's got it. That, that one a, is not about. Game, right? Yeah, that's, it's, a, well, that's yeah. its own thing. Yeah, but so okay. So here's the interesting thing: is like you think like Toulon is a siege, right? But and it would have been, except that this this genius uh, this genius showed up. And said, "No, we're not going to do a siege. Instead, we will see. Um, we'll we'll grab certain positions around that port, and and force the British and their allies out of there without ever having to to uh, try and lay siege to Toulon. So, um, siege without a siege." Yeah, uh, and so th- that game has some interesting things. It has like spies, and there's uh, hidden counters, and there's special counters that are, you know, like uh, your like your special units that the enemy can't see. Um, so, so I really want to play that one. Um, but
1: it it is fascinating to me that Labatay was really your your intro into. Napoleonic's, and it is pushing you into other areas of it because I, I don't know, I guess I'm still looking for that that thing to grab me. I, I just, I, I, I can't get interested in it for some reason.
2: Right. And, and for me, you know, it, it was like uh, a, a clueless schmuck, you know, that just... You know,
1: but but, you but now, you, I mean, you can speak about the, right. the tactics the tactics and the strategy and all all of that stuff which is which is really cool.
2: Yeah, and I've even gone and like gotten some spray books about uh like light cavalry, heavy cavalry, uh infantry
3: I'm really diving in.
2: I dig it. Very interesting like uh you know, how they would use certain types of troops in those battles. Um, And so it has been kind of a surprise um, to me, like to come from, you know, not expecting uh, Napoleonics to loving it. Yeah, that's, that's awesome.
0: Yeah, and and all the uniforms are great, all the crazy colors, all the different nationalities. You have the Poles, like if you're fighting with the French, you have the Polish troops, the Croats, Italians, Spanish. It's just, it's fun. It's exciting. So,
2: So I'm a big fan also. (laughs) <laughs> yes, you are. I <laughs> oh, mean, the the game is so great, and and um, the game mechanics bear out the reality of Napoleonic fighting. So here's something I like in my solo game. Right, I'm playing Shevardino. and and I have done some different things. Like I took the uh, the Russian light cavalry. And took them way up on the right flank to shut down that, uh, that area and not allow, uh, the French to, to kind of try to, uh, uh, wrap around and get to their objectives. Right. And that's great. But like, you know, like even, even before I knew what the fuck I was doing. Right. Uh, it, it was the interesting point is like, uh, uh, I didn't. I didn't know that. Light cavalry, they cannot. They cannot handle infantry. Uh, well, yeah, their their melee is not super strong. Those right. Did,
0: the disordered infantry probably okay.
2: Right. Right. You know. But you know. But like an infantry division pulls up on them. And starts working them, and and the infantry is like doing their thing. Then the light cavalry can't handle that, and I've seen that in the game where it did exactly what the, the what like the 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 Osprey books or whatever the history of it says should happen. And and that was with you know like me looking at it later, you know after the fact. So it, it was really cool to see that.
0: Yeah, I think the results are the
2: uh, basically
0: the way the simulation works in the game is accurate. Uh, you know the overall battlefield feel or whatever. That's all something else. And all the confusion about sets of rules they're going to use. You need know, the martial rules, the Marie Louise, the regs, whatever. I say regs all the way. Go for the simulation. Max. Like, hey, do you use uh, Brad to use ammunition wagons or I don't use ammunition wagons. Uh,
2: okay, so um, I've tried both. Like, in my solo game, no ammunition wagons. In the game I'm playing with Al, we are using them. And it is an interesting part of the game, too, because then you got to really less, think
3: about
0: Right, you're less likely to want to fire because you're burning ammo every time you shoot. you Right.
2: Like, do I have a good shot or do I not? Because I've got a certain amount of ammo and then I'm done,
0: you know. That's good. All right, cool. That's cool. Hey, what about you, Jason? What are you playing right now?
1: Uh, Lots of small stuff, because every time I set something up, my my kid breaks it. Um, I just played uh, Operation Objective Havana, rather, Um, and then Race to the Sea, which, if we have time, I'll talk about later. And you, Dave, you've been playing a lot.
0: Uh, Well, Ralph has been kicking my ass at Tenka Toitsu. So we're playing the Naga... I think it's Naga Kutei scenario, and... Basically, I have no idea. Him. I mean, Ralph is Ralph has played probably like ten times more than me, and uh, he is completely kicking my ass with Samurai Warfare. So, nice. I mean, even, even when I win a fight, like and his guys run away, my guys will pursue them, and then he's got some unit set up on a hill with muskets <laughs> that just blaze at them and like blast them. So I'm like, what the fuck? I, is he I playing it again. with
1: other
0: people or something? Like, oh yeah, he's, he's playing it with other people. So yeah. he's all practice stuff. So like when he's Jerk. fighting a battle, he has a guy in defense entrenched basically, like with muskets, like a couple hexes behind, just in case. So when I and and the, the, the one glory for me has been that even though my strategies have been terrible, my dice rolling has been great. So I would get myself in the worst tactical situations, and then the dice will, like, rescue me from those situations. (laughs) But, uh... But, yeah, Ralph is... In fact, last night, I think I just surrendered. It was the second-to-last turn, and he had clearly broken through my lines, and it was bad. It was all gonna go bad. So Tokugawa is gonna ride away for a long time to try to get
2: more (laughs) out. That's an interesting game. Like, uh... When you were talking about it at first I was thinking like, yeah, I could see like where how the hell do you know what you're supposed to do? You well,
0: know Ralph, Ralph understands the game I think better than I do. And uh so Ralph doesn't it gives him an advantage. And uh like keeping track of all the dice, like all the blue dice and red dice and that that's a little tedious, I will say. Like gets a little old. Um because it is very different from other game systems. So you're kind of trying to remember, like, which hex sides. Oh, do I have, uh, do I have my, get my muskets in this situation or not? Those can get complicated. So I, I, I think it's a, it's, it's a wild fight. And it definitely feels, I think it'd be great for like the hundred years war. Like, like, uh, allied forces would just charge off and attack. Like sometimes you're like, no, the guys just run. You're like, stop. Like, what are you doing? And uh, that feels very 100 years war ish. We don't have a lot of control. So, but yeah, I lost. I, I did like it, but <laughs> I lost. And I'm playing uh, Axis Empires right now. I'm working on my Dice Center game for the Pacific because we are going to be playing the full Axis Empires at the AC Cone. And uh, I'm rehearsing Barbarossa with Pete. So Pete will have a really great. Basically, it's Pete's playing the Germans. I'm playing the Japanese. Uh Claystone is playing the Western Allies in Tertella Creek, And All Good Medicine Man is playing the uh, Western Allies in the Pacific. And then Ross is playing the Soviets for both. So it's five of us. And we're just kind of trying to make sure we work through all the kinks and you know, so there's no surprises or nothing like derails the game. Uh, but yeah. I think Pete Barbarossa is getting honed, like how he's going to capture Russia with wow. the Germans. Uh, but the game is great. I love Dicenso. I mean, I got to say, I think the, the way it looks is is with uh, the, the Axis Empire system works is magnificent. Like it has just the right amount of abstraction for uh, like naval forces and air forces. Uh, it, and I was concerned when I went to Dicenso because I get that with Total Krieg, it's a Western. Uh, it's the Western part of the conflict, which is going to be more land-based. So maybe the abstracted support system doesn't have much of an impact on that. Whereas when you get to the the Pacific, you know, Pacific is basically going to be all about, uh, uh, naval forces and air forces, which are traditionally very abstract in, in, uh, Axis empires. But, uh, it's, I, I gotta say, I think it plays great. So I think it really works really well. um, the Japanese, I'm, like basically I'm kind of going to be the Japanese. So I'm playing my solo run through as the Japanese. And, uh, uh, we, we did a kick ass job in China. We fucked up all these Chinese neutral countries. Basically China in the game is like, like four or five different neutral countries. And you're kind of trying to like, like conquer China so you can get objective hexes that help you. Uh, so I did great there. And then I, I started like an invasion of India. Like I, I basically I took Burma. Uh, Indochina, when France fell, like I got Indochina. And then, uh, so I conquered all the way up and I started trying to invade India. And then I realized how difficult it was going to be to conquer India. So I stopped there. And, and the problem I had was I had never taken Singapore. So like, and I did East Wind Rain, which gives me a bunch of, uh, I could sink a US fleet. I did a bunch of, uh, East Wind Rain stuff, like Pearl Harbor type stuff. And then, uh, I took out the Dutch East Indies, took the Dutch East Indies. And then, uh, but then I was still like, I still haven't taken Singapore. I still haven't taken the Philippines. And it's like 1942, like almost over. I'm like, oh my God, I got to take Singapore. Because Singapore then started fucking me up because Singapore was blocking my supply to India. So my Indian invasion guys could not move further. So finally I took Singapore. But even right now, I finally... Like it's mid 1943, I've launched an invasion of the Philippines, took Manila only because I had a card that gave me Japanese support nationalists, and when Japanese support nationalists, it basically means like the Philip. I can pick a colonial, which was like the Filipinos, and the Filipinos were like, yeah, we're out. So like, basically, our propaganda was like, hey Filipinos, like, why are you fighting for the U.S.? So they're like, yeah, we're fucking done. We're not fighting. So there was left one little U.S. garrison unit and then we dropped like a shitload of Japanese troops on the north side. so it's been like it's been incredible and like i'm telling you all the stuff that's going on but like the cards and like to give you an idea so say you've got a surface food i'm going to pick up just one unit it's a support unit it's called a surface food it's basically like cruisers and some battleships so the surface fleet can do a bunch of things. Like if someone tries to put a uh, a fleet or an air force or something like that in a naval area, you can contest it. So you'll say, the Japanese, like say you have a U.S. surface fleet, the Japanese will say, well, we're putting a Japanese air force on station in this uh, naval zone. And you're like, well, no, I'm not I'm going to contest that. So I'm going to put my surface fleet up there. It can bounce them out. So then the surface fleet and the, the, the air force both go to the delay box. And when you go to the delay box, that means you're gonna roll a D six and you're not gonna get that fleet back or that Air Force back for like one to six turns. And that kind of decides how that battle went. You don't really know how the battle went until the end of the turn when you roll D six to see how much they delay. Like if the fleet is six and then maybe delayed even more for deep six, you're like they get like an eleven, you're like, oh that fleet must have gotten devastated. But you don't know until the end of the term. So that's the first thing. Your surface fleet can contest that. The only thing they can't contest is a CV fleet. So if a carrier comes out to an area, a surface fleet can't contest it. And that shows the advantages of carrier based sure. over yeah. surface fleets. Mm-hmm. But the other kicker is this. there's other things surface fleets can do. Surface fleets can, if a surface fleet can go on station, like you say in the naval zone, I'm putting my surface fleet in this naval zone. That means every naval base in that zone is interdicted. You're saying like, we are like taking over this naval zone. So now I can do whatever I want. I can do beachhead invasions, I can put stuff up there. But the other thing you can do is say you can't like, normally you can only place like a standard convoy in an area where you have like home ports, like maybe like, uh, uh, Singapore, you might have, a, like you have certain ports where you put out convoys because you have major ports in those areas. So say the U.S. wants to put a convoy, like a troop convoy or supply convoy, out into a sea C-zone where they don't have that. Like maybe they catch some islands around there, but they don't traditionally have like major port facilities there. But you can place the, uh, the surface fleet. and, once if, and then maybe the Japanese are like, yeah, we're not going to contest that with air or whatever. So then you can flip them, and then they become escort convoys. So then they're escorting convoys, and they can, they can do troop deliveries, or they can also escort supply convoys. And the other thing they can do is instead of that, you can decide to be like, I want to form a beachhead. So the surface fleet is now going to become basically a landing force. And I'm going to try to land on this island, in this naval zone. And you can then transport troops onto that beachhead and then try to do like an amphibious invasion. So the game is like, dude, it's a fucking great game. I don't know how much more to say. (laughs) <laughs> about like, you, like you enjoy Jason, it seriously? Like, have I not? I think Jason, I've said so much about it. So,
1: it's you've you sold me on it. I, I don't own it yet, but it's it's one of those games that once I can safely you, you, have shit set up for a long time, it the ease of play, the the way the cards work,
0: even, even without the cards. Like the cards are great. They're like the best thing about the game.
3: Yeah, I was but say even that, without that the cards. Like a
0: the game is still so good, like the way it works, the way all the support units interact. And so like one of the cool things is, like you know how they did the island hopping in, in the Pacific, where they, uh-huh. we got to get this island. Well, one of the things is, um, so we, when you're on station, like say I'm on station in a naval zone, like that's when you, uh, you basically projected your power with support and you're like, I'm controlling this naval zone. So I'm interdicting every naval base in here. So now I'm going to land like wherever I want to land. I'm going to do all that shit. But the kicker is that's great if you have a surface fleet there or if you have a CD fleet. But if you have an air force on on station, you can only interdict bases that within three hexes of bases that you already control, like your own friendly bases. So that encourages you to island hop because if you island hop, and so you're going okay. This one's three away. I'm taking that one next. it, I'm going to take this one that's three away, because otherwise, if you, if all you have on station in the naval zone is an air air force, then uh, bases that the enemy has that are outside of that air range, because basically you've said, hey, we're taking over. We've got air power over this zone. They can still operate normally and send fleets out and create problems. So uh, it's it's. I gotta tell you, it's a genius game. It's so good. So when guys, that's where I'm like, it's like, I get to the point where I'm almost like, I can't even explain to you how good it is, but if you don't want to buy it, fuck you. Don't buy it. Like, I'm just like, I'm not <laughs> selling the game, right? I'm not making money off it. it. And it's little things like you might do a, put a blitz counter on a city to make it an open city, right? So then the defenders can no longer use the advantage of the city where they can convert retreats to losses. So, if you're normally defending a city, you can say, oh, well, we're not going to retreat. Instead of those retreat results, we're going to take step losses, but we're going to face it, we're dying to the last man in the city. Well, if the Germans put, or your opponent puts a blitz marker on top of the city, it makes it an open city, so you can no longer do that. So, once your city is declared that you're protecting, it's declared an open city, like you're defending Minsk, and they put open city, the blitz marker on the city, then a uh, you're like, well, we wanted to fight to the last man here because I was hoping to reinforce, but now I'm out. But then if your headquarters supports you, like a Soviet headquarters supports them, you can never retreat from a, uh, from a, a attack if a Soviet headquarters if the headquarters supports you. So then your headquarters is like, yeah, who gives a fuck that it's an open city? You're fighting to the last man. So there's all this shit built into the system. that's like, it's the best. Like Pete and I play it, and we're always raving about it. We play, and we just like, like we played Barbarossa. <laughs> I don't know how many times we played Barbarossa. You guys yeah. both cash on it. It's the best. Hey, have you guys seen uh, Uncle John and Nick playing uh, Line of Battle? Did you guys yeah. watch it? The- yeah. yeah. John's, John's
2: been blowing
1: that it up
0: system? on Instagram. Um, well, well, Brad, Brad, Brad probably didn't watch it because he's not on Facebook. So.
1: I'm not on Facebook either or, uh, I, uh, I see it on Instagram I fucking hate Facebook man I hate Facebook I'm not on Facebook you are I have on a, Facebook let's just say I have a Facebook account that I never look at
2: I, I have I have been on Facebook and it is a wretched cesspit of shit that I don't want to no, be a part the, of the,
0: the key is don't follow anyone stop following people Stop following your relatives.
2: Follow. Stop following everyone.
0: No, they. So, so <laughs> Uncle John and Nick, Nick, uh, cousin Nick, nephew Nick. Uh, they did. Uh, they're doing. They did like a thirty-five minute live broadcast, Facebook Live, of their, uh, their, uh, uh, none but heroes line of battle, like the Mantidom. Awesome. They did a great job, and they they didn't even realize it was sideways until about ten minutes then.
2: I, I had a blast uh playing uh US Civil War with Nick. I played it with him and then I was also playing another game with Carl. And uh and Nick knows you know, he's he's got a good understanding of the game. It, it was a lot of fun. I, yeah, I was yeah, soon, Brad. and I and I overcommitted, so it was you know, me being a shithead, but uh Nick was great, you know, so Nick's so yeah.
0: Yeah, Brad, you should only uh you should only <laughs> join Facebook so you can do the be in the the uh, panic room. Just to Facebook and join the panic.
2: Yeah, just, don't just do don't do it. I thought about it, but like yeah, cuz as soon as you do it, right? You're like, "Oh, you're just going to do this." You no, know. No, no, don't yeah. don't and use they, your actual you name. You get roped in. Don't use next your thing name. you know, I'm pissed just off like Dave. because Dave didn't I'm pissed I'm fucking mad because because Trump and, and Hillary Clinton sent me, <laughs> you know, I mean, it's no, like, right. oh, I, don't want, I don't want that stress. I don't need it. I don't need it. I, right? I'm your the sort old, of person that gets angry. You,
3: yeah, I'm an angry person
2: anyway. I don't need the fucking internet to make me any more angry than I already am. <laughs>
0: just, point
2: out. All right, so just, just point out,
0: we have a panic room on Facebook. So,
2: uh, I apparently guys- just bought a game from it, too. So
0: Uncle John and Nick had put out a great None But Heroes uh, live thing with a drinking beer and playing. That's I,
2: I bet that was cool, man. That that would be cool. And, and you know, I'm joking. Maybe I will look at it. You know, but yeah. but I am hesitant about and, fucking and, Facebook.
0: And how about Alex's OCS videos from uh, down under?
2: Right. Yeah. So so. The OCS stuff sounds pretty interesting, and that's something that I do want to get into. That's like that, and the the uh, GCACW are two of the systems I really want to learn. Well, yeah. So he's so. doing Blitz.
0: So Alex is doing Blitzkrieg Legend, and he's been posting it on video, uh, YouTube, and to the guild. Uh, and then his son basically came and destroyed the entire
2: game. So. Oh God. Um I mean, like uh it's because, like uh I just changed my uh game room where I, uh the um playstation and the TV room if, you yeah sure.
0: yeah Brad you wanna do you wanna rewind like uh two, like ten seconds and actually tell us what you did
2: because he didn't have you back.
1: you're slipping off uh, the button.
2: Okay. All right. Sorry. Sorry. Please just change your game room. Well, there, there are certain assholes that want me to push the talk, you know. And uh, <laughs> and we appreciate I'm, your hard work. And, I, and I'm a complete shithead, so that may or may not happen. I was just saying, like, I, I've had that experience with the kids and having the game laid out, you know and uh especially with batai like it takes a lot of work just to game get the yeah. game set up i mean it is some work right and then you know you start moving things around next thing you know the kid's coming in and you're looking at the kid what are you gonna do in here
3: you know? yeah
0: you're looking at the kid like where's your mom
2: yeah <laughs> yeah okay, i'm gonna break your back get you the, the fuck out of use here. your legs again. <laughs>
0: Mm-hmm. You know, so, so, we just, so I, <laughs>
2: I just fair, changed right? the room, you know, so that like, uh, she's got her video games and, and all that stuff way out, you know, like she's got her room. She can have fun and I've got my room and there's no mixing in between. So, all right. So I've got a game that I'm going to review.
1: I was going to ask if we're going to review
0: anything this episode. I'm, I'm going to review a game because I'm very excited about it, and I'm very passionate about it. And this game is going to be a little unusual for me because this is not exactly in my Ooh, This I is like, not in what I usually like play. Or, I mean, this I is think, interesting. I don't think it'll be shocking, but I think it'll be like, it's not what I usually get into. So This is a game uh, that I bought back in 1993 or done, probably done uh, When I was living in Palo Alto, and uh, before I got, I think it's before I got deployed to Korea, the game was called Starfire. All right. And the game is basically a, uh, a uh, sci-fi, uh, bat, like naval battle game, like fleet battle game. And it's also got part of it, which is like a uh, empire. Like it's like a four X game. Are we familiar with the four X concept? For sure. Okay. Explore, so
1: exploit, exterminate. What's the other one?
0: Uh, Explore,
1: expand,
0: expand exploit, is exploit? <laughs> really exploit.
1: Yeah, you're exploiting. You're you're grabbing the resources.
0: So the interesting thing about uh Starfire is Starfire had gone through a first and second edition, and then in the nineteen nineties uh it was going into its third edition. This third edition was written by David Weber. Nice And David our, Weber our wrote friend. the Honor Harrington uh books. And he's written a bunch of other sci fi uh fiction. So the remarkable thing of really about it, and what struck me about the, the, the book was not necessarily the uh just the the rules but all the scenario books like they've got these scenario books that are like the the culture and the storyline and everything behind all these scenarios is incredible i mean basically each scenario is like a book and in fact i think some of the books that he wrote at some point in his career are based on the the starfire universe so I think like Crusade, I think he's written the Crusade or some others. So the coolest thing about uh, Sapphire is uh, they kind of walk you through the whole uh, progress of like our, our, our planet system, which is Terra, as to where the Terran Federation or whatever, and they encounter some bad guys.
1: Are you saying are, we, like literally we are, or in the like games we, you're playing?
0: No, this is the game, but I don't know. I don't understand <laughs> the differentiation. Like, well, we we are the people. We're like also we on Terra. No, we are. So it's us. Okay. So we are the good guys in the scenarios.
1: But also so, on Earth, we are the good guys.
0: Uh, yeah. So Earth <laughs> is Terra. Okay. It's, it's the same thing.
1: Terra is Terra.
0: So basically, there's, there's a bunch of scenarios from when the uh, Terrans first meet their first uh alien opponent that they think is going to be a problem the wars that incur from them and then all these giant wars and finally like basically they fight a a huge war with uh this cat-like race that is similar to the zinti uh which are like kind of like nomadic and feudalistic, and so but they have like 50 scenarios with all these battles and it's like the cool thing about the game is it kind of walks you through as you It gives you all the stats for the ships and the the systems, and, but then they're like, okay, so in this situation, we had these types of weapons. And then they developed a counter to it. And so then they introduced that new system. And they're like, and then we developed this other system. So they, as you play through the scenarios, you're kind of being walked through all the complexity that is in the game. Uh, but the game itself is not really complex because, Literally, a ship is a string of letters. And as you get shot, like maybe the first three letters might be your shields. So you might be SS and then you might be AA for armor. So as someone shoots at you, you cross off the S and then you cross off the other S and then A. You know, so basically, like that's how combat happens. You roll dice for your weapons and then you roll to get hits. And if you get hits and damage, then you, you mark off, those your opponent marks off those boxes on his string. So as opposed to like a fleet commander or a federation commander, where you have like this whole diagram with, with stuff all over different sides. For uh, Starfire, you just have a line of letters. And as those things get damaged on that line, that's how you shift. So, that's cool. Yeah, so it's very neat. Makes it friendly. So ba- so basically, the, the whole story arc is Terra meets the Khanate of the Ryan, and they're like Zinti-type cat people. And while uh, they're hostile, they aren't very good at being organized, because they're very feudalistic. So the Terrans fight a big war with the Khanate of the Lion. In the end, spoiler alert, the Terrans win. So... <laughs> So there's a couple of wars there. There's another war. There's a basically a book, Stars at War, that has all these scenarios in it. So then uh, the, the the Orions fight another battle with a subject race of theirs, whatever. But in but then in the the best part is, and it kind of illustrates how the where the game works. Midway through Stars at War, uh, the these nations meet the Rigelians. The Rigelians are like cat people, but they've been taught that. Because they fought this homicidal war on their home planet, they think anyone they meet who's not like them should be slaughtered and exterminated. The Rigilians discover a a, a trading ship from the Terran Federation, and they interrogate the crew and then execute them. Because, of course, that's the only fate that can be for anyone who's not like the Wajelians. So they realize, like, oh my God, there's a giant empire out there. Like, we need to really prepare ourselves. Their, their reaction is not like, oh, we should make peace with them. They're like, we need to figure out how we're going to destroy them. So the Rigilians have star fighters. And their, uh, their their whole battle order is based on carriers and star fighters, strike fighters, and stuff like that. The, and the other nations, like the Terrans, they really haven't developed that for uh, sci fi type of action. So. The Rigelians plan—they have this big plan that they're going to build go up their fleet and they're going to attack these forces and destroy them. So they get in this huge war with the Terrans. But what they didn't count on is the fact that the Terrans had this tradition of uh, 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 cd type warfare from World War II. So it was very easy for the Terrans to develop doctrine, sci-fi wise, on how to develop CVs and and load strike fighters, and so. For the Regilians thought that this was going to be like too much for them to adapt to, not realizing that on their own planet in their earlier history, Terrans had this whole military history tradition of CV warfare to fall back on. So all the other allied nations developed like strike fighters and shit like that. So, so all that, so basically the, the scenario book in the second half is all about this sneak attack by the Regilians where they kill like tons of Terrans. And then the whole giant conquest, basically the right are like Japanese on steroids, like World War II, Jap- like suicide kamikazes, that kind of thing. But it's all the fluff that makes the system really great. But it's also like, you're still like reloading CVs. you got spider strike groups coming in, uh, reloading, flying back out. You're like trying to recover and relaunch, uh, there's no fire arcs. So basically, and it is the impulse movement base. So basically based on like what your speed is, uh, you might move in certain impulses similar to like fleet commander or starfleet battles. Like basically if you're, uh, if you're like, uh, speed six, you're probably going to move in every impulse one through six. But if you're not, you're not going to move all the time. But the key is the combat is not hard. It's all about the technology, the, the weapons, the counter weapons. It's got assault bullet boats, uh, and guys, basically, nations travel by warp points. So when a nation warps in, they're disoriented. Well, other nations will build giant defenses around their warp points once they realize there's a warp point there. And like, so suddenly you have this huge siege battle. You're battling through minefields, and so the game is just crazy.
2: So, so, so here's uh, my question: um, This is a miniature game, like. Nope, it's a it's a board game.
0: There's counters. You you can play oh, with miniatures. Oh, okay. It's hex it's hex based, so you can play with miniatures. But it's absolutely a board board game with uh with counters.
2: Oh, and, gotcha.
0: And the flip side of it is, I like playing the uh, I like the scenarios and the fluff because David Weber wrote all these scenarios. So when you buy a book, uh, what you do say you buy Stars at War, it's got like eighty scenarios, but every single one has what came up for the scenario, how it happened, all the stats, and then the results. It might be like, Ad- Admiral McDonald never knew he would die in this battle, blah, 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 blah. I mean, it's like, it's like he's writing a book. I mean, the, the, the scenario is like a book. And then they've got, so Stars at War was the first one. I think that came out, but they've got other ones like Crusade, I think Crusade actually, David Weber wrote a novel about it. But in Crusade, basically a race appears from space. That is committed to the fact that Terra, Earth's home planet, is their uh, uh, mecca, and they are going to go there no matter who tries to stop them. So suddenly, this this crusading race just spears into the center of the uh, Terran Empire, right? So, and they've got boarding sleds, and like they try to like blast into ships, and it's just the whole thing is it. All I can say is, as usual, I, I've given you enough fluff here. I would say if you're an into sci-fi shit at all, you need to fucking buy the thing because it's <laughs> basically, basically um, you can get everything for like sixty dollars. They have it online, and I I had basically bought. I wanted the counters, the maps, so I I bought it on Geek uh, Market. So, and the guy was so great. He put all these extra supplements in, like a uh crusade i got uh like a kelda dawn like a bunch of extra supplements stars at war put all these books in there which you would need to put in and it's all unpunched so it's great but we're also kind of building up a uh, starfire vassal mod so we can play um but there's cool things like basically like i played a game with ralph last night so he comes in he busts into a war point and at some point my ships he's the terrans basically what had happened was the terrans had First encountered a, uh, VX-314. They encountered the Orions. The Orions immediately attacked the, uh, Terran survey ship and they would, the, the, survey ship destroyed them. So then the Terrans were like, the problem was the warp point is very close to the center of the Terran Empire. So like, we can't allow, uh, this, this, uh, developed alien empire to have such a quick access into us. We need to take this system, VX-314, to control that warp point. Because otherwise, it's like a, a one way route right into the middle of our empire. So they then send a fleet out to take take the planets. And the, the scenario we played was where uh, I was playing the Orions and Ralph was entering. So Ralph enters through the war point. Well, my guys are on alert. So right away, I have to roll a die because you guys can't be at general quarters all times. Well, the guys coming in are at general quarters, so they're manning all their weapons systems because the the Earth guys are entering through the warp point. My Orion guys are slowly trying to get back up to general quarters. Like I'm rolling to see like the systems up online, the system. meanwhile they're coming and attacking. So it's 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 a really great it's I think it's great. It's If you like and I had always loved it when I was a kid, but I'd never played with a lot with people because honestly I didn't have a lot of guys to play war games with because I wasn't that I didn't hang out with the kind of crowd that played a lot of war games, so uh, I didn't have that, but now it's like fuck yes! So I've already gotten Sammer, Pete, uh, Ralph. Like we're all into it. So
2: it's awesome. It sounds, yeah, it sounds really interesting. Dude, um, the
0: the the, 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 the storyline is so deep. Like like basically after they basically after they beat the rigilians they have to they have to exterminate the rigilians It's called like Special Directive Eighteen. The Rigilians are so homicidal. That they realize, like we cannot, they won't surrender. So we have to basically bombard every planet they live on, exterminate them, and then later on they're attacked by the arachnids. That's Interstellar War Four. Uh, there's an insurrection, they run this, tons of shit.
3: That's cool. And, and
0: that's um, just, that's just the that's just the
2: historical stuff. So so quote unquote um, historical. So for me, my my background is like uh, all the miniatures games. You know, uh, before I got into wargaming, I did I did a lot of uh, miniatures wargaming, and uh, so like partly like uh, I got really dissatisfied with uh, like uh, you know. The big names, Warhammer 40k, and that sort of stuff, right? Right, because the game sucks. The actual gameplay yeah, sucks. Yeah, yeah. I mean, yes, and that's where I'm, I'm going with that. Is the the, the miniatures are great, right? So but the play sucks. Yeah, it looks great, but as soon as you get to the rules, it's terrible, right? Um, I so, agree. I agree. So yeah, so I, you know that's where I come from, and and I and I went through. The years of frustration. Uh, not only like Warhammer is obviously it, it's an obvious one, but also uh, you know um, uh, fucking uh, multiple other war games as well, where they were uh, miniatures based. So this is a a miniatures based game. And it, so it, not, not like mini, not miniatures base. It's uh, oh okay. It, so that's where, always, that's where that's where I'm getting counted. mixed up. It's it was always counters. counters.
0: Okay. You so, can use you can use miniatures in the hexes,
2: but it, it's counters. Okay, so, so that's interesting because so it, I bought I bought a completely Like that whole thing. You're like, well, I didn't. You didn't buy the latest. No, no model, this is so. so fuck so, you, you know, sure sort of thing, you know. So,
0: so, Brad, here's the deal with this: like, it's a board game. You, you could have a, a big mat with a bunch of hexes on it, right? And, and generic counters that say like Scout One or uh, DB One or DB Two, and you can play this game. Or you can play it on the Vassal module. You just have to get the books. But the kicker is. This game has been continuing. So so Weber did all the classic third, which is what I do, third edition, I like it. They've done Ultra, Solar, all sorts of different versions since then. But if you send them 60 bucks on their Star Design Studio website, they will give you downloads of every single thing that's ever been done on the game. From classic to Ultra to Solar, Um, even their magazines, Nexus, all that stuff, it's all in there. So you can just, for 60 bucks you're in, and then, they they sell two counter sheets which are really nice counter sheets so i bought those uh, they have numbered that's like 14 bucks a counter sheet but I got I didn't need it really but I was like I really like the counter sheets like have the ship's up in the counter sheets so that,
2: yeah that sounds pretty cool cuz like still, with cool. um you know like uh, so like war machine and all that shit you know where you're constantly fucking chasing that no, no the these fucking models no, no and, and they kill you oh. on that shit you know and, and there's and, some fucking douchebag that's sitting there like Well, you didn't do this or that, you know, so fuck you, you know. And
0: and basically we're going retro because uh, we're going third edition because the newer edition has basically said, hey, the timeline that Weber wrote, we're not going to do that timeline. We like that timeline, so we're sticking with it. We're going back old school, back to the mid-'90s for this game. And dude, it's fucking I'm telling you, it fucking rocks, dude. Like, this sounds
2: interesting, yeah. When, because when, when you, I've always wanted—I, I want to have that, uh, that space fleet battle. That sounds really is ba- fucking cool, this, right? This is you know, you can have that. You can have that sort of situation. You're know, like, I played Halo. No, uh, this, this is, dude, this and,
0: is, this is battle lines of battleships and dreadnoughts hammering each other while starfighters fly around the carriers are in the back line like trying to recover like flight groups and reload them i mean this is what it's all about so like
2: yeah it's, it sounds really cool i would love now, to do that what, w- it, without the uh, without the jerk off saying well you didn't min max right the the well, right the right models, right? Because well, well, that's kick, that's the that's the problem with the model games. it's so, like so. Sunkov is like, oh well, you didn't uh, get the maximum of This, you know, it's like, well, thank you so much for running the game.
0: Yeah. So so basically, the, and so the way it works is so you can do. I like doing the historical stuff, like we're going through the historical scenarios or the the world. But uh, there's also Imperial Starfire, which lets you build systems, create systems. Decide what planets orbit them, where, where their war points are, so you can build a whole universe and then run a system. So just to understand it. Like basically, let me let me. I'm going to run through some of this stuff because I think it's so great that I can't. I know some guys are. Like, all right, it so,
3: sounds really cool.
0: So basically, if you wanted to run an imperial system. There's scales, right? There's strategic scale, there's, uh, system scale, there's interception scale, and there's tactical scale. Cause, cause as space gets smaller, right? As we get zoom in, we have spaceships that are fighting through it. So, um, uh, there's, there's rules for generating star systems, having planets, warp points, moons, asteroids. There's non-player race generation. So you're going to have, say you, you were going to do a, a strategic, and the game is, Imperial Starfire is set up where you have some players. We're all going to play empires. Well, some, some empires are not going to be non-player race empires. So you basically set them up, how what their tech levels are, their racial outlooks are, what they do. Then economic affairs, what populations are, economic levels, gross planetary values, uh, population transfers, tech system development, blah, blah, blah. This is none of what we're talking about. This is just a the post. Then NPR strategies, like non-player race strategies, basic determinants. Determining them, what their dispositions are going to be. Political rules, first contact political states, a surveying, strategic movement. Hey, how about setting up an interstellar communication network? Figuring out how far it takes for courier drones to make it from war point to war point. Uh, overt intelligence, commerce raiding, and then they have a bunch of campaigns, like the New Empires campaign, Barbarian Wars campaign, the Mardukan incident. So that's just the strategic show. So now let me get to, I'm going to talk real quick about the basic stuff for Starfight. This is the technology. So when you're at your basic level of technology, you've got armor, basic missiles, bulkheads, guns, lasers, life support, magazines, missile launchers. So like a missile launcher is an R. So on your stream of letters on your ship, there'd be an R, capital R. That R means you have a missile launcher on your ship. If that R gets damaged at some point, like when someone shoots at you and they get through your shields and your armor, basically they're going to mark off the next box. So they start penetrating into your ship, basically. So when that R gets marked off, then you don't have the armor. But then it goes up to courier drones, assault shuttles, point defense, force beams. And I'm I'm skipping like, basically I'm going to skip like 10 technology developments at a time as we're doing this. Advanced maneuvering... Oh, I didn't even mention earlier, the Terrans have Data Link, which allows them to uh, uh, have a bunch of their ships shoot at the same ship as if it's one salvo. props fucking me up currently doing that. A turreted kinetic gun, anti-drive missile, uh, advanced improved kinetic projector, advanced maneuvering 2, capital, I mean, fighters, it's like, dude, there's like fucking 13 levels of technology. Each of them has like 10 to 15 different uh, types of weapons you can have. But the beauty of this, these scenarios is they start you at a basic system. So as you play through the scenarios, you're like, they're like, Oh, and the Terrans, the, the Orions never expected that the Terran Terrans would then develop the Force Beam. So then now you have the Force Beam. So you get to like work on how the Force Beam fights. And so it's really cool. That's awesome. So, so yeah, if you want a game that has uh, tactical combat between spaceships, uh, movement rules, uh, rules for shields down, leaking atmosphere, uh, damage control, uh, readiness, whether you're alerted or on general quarters, or tractor beams, how to design ships, uh, stuff like that, if you want that, this is the game for you. So, Pretty, pretty
3: encompassing.
0: I want to do a good job because I, I got to say, like a lot of times, I'll be honest, a lot of times I don't do a great job of reviews, but I printed out the table of contents for these different things. Your buy-in is low. Um, if you want the maps, you probably want the map. If you want the map, you need to find the third edition rules out there somewhere with the counters. I lucked out because I got a lot of stuff. But I've also got this stuff on PDF, so... so
1: <laughs> In case anyone wanted to maybe email Dave somewhere. I
0: would, I would never do that. Like, no. But you could always, maybe
1: help someone find out where to find them.
0: We would send money to the people who are making it because it is great that they're still doing it. I mean,
1: they have... And used, that it's still available. I mean, it was like
3: 92, right?
0: Dude, you could sit down with a beer and read Stars at War. It's exciting. I mean, like reading all the descriptions of the battles. Like that's Because when I was a kid, that's what I did. I read those. And I kind of thought like, oh, this game will be cool because I remember reading it and it's fun. But now I'm playing, I'm like, it's a fucking really good game. It's shocking to me. I, I didn't think it'd be that good. So, That's really cool. I'm, I'm glad That's it's what said. you were looking for. Yeah. All uh, right, so, so Starfire Third Edition. I'm gonna say, give it nine. I'm giving nine stars, and also really low on high on beers. I think it'd be like six or seven beers because there's not many modifiers and there's just charts like different weapon systems hit at different ranges and blah, blah, blah. So. Oh. Wow. Who
1: that? I, I dig it. That was probably me.
0: It was probably it was the, you.
2: It was probably that one, me. That wasn't me. All right. So really good game. All right. <laughs> hey, it sounds really cool. I'm super interested. Um, you know, I would love to get into a game where they have the space fleets that, I mean, that is a. Uh, Dude, it has all that shit, like
0: uh, CVs, CBLs. I'm telling you, putting fighter packs on fighters. Like,
2: how are we going to load these guys up and send them back out? Yeah, I mean, it, it's an idea that is, like, full of. All- so. Um, if, if you like Lava it's like the sci fi
0: version of Lava Yeah, it's full of, it's you know, full of flavor.
2: Yeah, I grew up with the uh, the minis games, you know. So um, uh, I, I've looked at a couple space fleet minis games that are kind of like that, but uh, it sounds it sounds cool, man.
0: All right, so Jason, do you have something you want to review? We're hitting the uh, we're about to hit the four hour mark.
1: <laughs> Brad, if you, if you have something to review, I'll let I'll let you go. Mine's. Um, bullshit. So,
2: well, let's get some
1: substance
2: uh, in here. I'll I'll let you bring up the rear. I I really don't have anything to review. Um, what I would say is that uh, over the last what a year, two years. Um, I've tried a lot of the games that other people have reviewed, you know? Um, uh, so I don't really have any new ground, I would say, uh, to cover. Uh, but I played, you know, like a lot of the games that other people have said, Hey, these are great games. I, I and so I was like, okay, well, I'll give it a try, you know? Um, played the U S civil war with Nick and, uh, Carl N- uh, Nick was awesome, and and uh, thank you so much to him. Um, he he understood the game pretty well. Um, played uh, the U.S. Civil uh, uh, Kingdom of Heaven with uh, Carl. That game, like the the rule book on that game, is obtuse as shit. I'm not a, I'm not a fan of that of of uh, the rule book on that game. Um. yeah I had to, I had to write a cheat sheet yeah nice. like so see like I think there's a game there but like uh, Carl and I have played it where you know I was struggling with that and um, maybe I'd be better off like uh, you know following along with you like you guys who know it better um, so I played a lot of the guild games played liberty or death I love coin that's that's an interesting uh system um played Churchill you know so I don't really have like one game I would say that like I could give a review on that somebody already hasn't been there sort of sort of thing right,
0: cool. um okay, that's fine that's good.
2: Yeah, you know I'm mean, we're at, we're I, at
0: the four, 4 hour mark so I'm not going to be screaming for you. Yes. Yeah, yeah. So so
2: we'll cut it, we'll cut it short, you know. I have just followed along and uh, played some of the games and had a blast doing it, you know. So
0: that's where I'm at, you know. All right, Jason, you want to wrap it up or you Let's wrap it up. I'll call it. All right, boys. So uh Starfire, third edition. Check it out. I'm, I'm a big fan. It's One review school. in four hours. Old school. Yes. Yeah. Oh, yeah. We're so sorry about that, too. Huh? <laughs> All right, buddies. Love you. Love you guys. Love you guys. All right, bye. Thank bye. you. Bye
3: visit us at http colon slash
0: slash com slash build slash one six six
3: zero or contact us at advance after combat at com. how
0: about is the back I'm on the back okay so so what are the what give me all from left to right all the topics that are up there server spells there's no there's no uh
1: he needs to go into configure no, and then settings. no file or anything. No, configure, configure and then settings.
0: settings. Do settings. Okay, that's it. okay. I'm, I'm at Configure settings. Is there is there audio input? Uh, guess there is. So click on that, and you're gonna then on transmit. You're gonna see where it says continuous or voice activity or. That's it.
3: Okay, I I can't remember
0: that. Okay. Uh, all right. So so you're on continuous. Yeah. Can you hear
1: me? Now we can hear you. All right, cool. All right, Hallelujah. that was
2: it, Yep, yep. So here's your chance to... Oh, Rudy. my God,
0: Brad. That was rude. He just hung up on me. I can't believe Brad hung up on me. Seriously.
2: Well, you know, sometimes you got to hang up on Dave. Got to let him know, man. <laughs> That's right.
1: Should, should we just all be continuous and just make this a noise fest?
0: Uh, we, well, it's not too bad. Brad's sound is actually not too terrible. I think.
2: I've I've got the good headset, so hopefully.
0: I mean, you're getting a lot of back. I can I can put myself on
2: uh, push to talk. That's fine. I, I will. Everything sounds okay. good to me.
0: Jay Jason, how do you think it sounds? Okay.
1: Yeah, there's when no one's talking. There's no noise.
0: Okay. So so Brad, despite all odds and predictions, has the
2: best <laughs> sound out of anybody. It's because I'm such a tech wizard. That's right. You're a scientist. Oh, boy. I That's see just, where we're going with this episode no, already. No, no, no,
0: no, no, <laughs> no. No, no, it's not like that. I'm just saying, you are a scientist.
2: Oh, yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. And, you know, scientist equals uh, computer genius. So I dig it. Mm-hmm. And I'm not sure I ever said I was a scientist either.
0: <laughs> so, but I think you are, right? Aren't you a scientist? Aren't you
1: technically? Uh, I, work a in a s-
2: technically? I work in a science-related field, and there is what some science, science involved, but... Uh, what, was, what was your major? What's your <laughs> what was your major? Uh, I have a Bachelor of Science in <laughs> yeah. biology. See? There you go. <laughs> yep, yep. You're there a you biologist. Go. Yep. I served okay. that up for you. So... But I I, I would call someone with a PhD a scientist, and then works in like research or something like that. You know, I'm not at that level, man.
0: All right, so so Jason, now do you want me to record in down mix or multi channel?
2: I would
1: I would like you to record in. There's a lot of noise. Um, In multi channel, I'll I'll record it. There you go. I'll record in down mix because it makes editing easier. But if if the mix is fucked up, I'll get the files from you. Okay,
0: okay uh, Brad? Yes? Let's change. Let's switch you to push to talk. Okay. So go back this to that same setting and go to push to talk. Is,
2: this is going to tax my limited brain space, but we will go and give it a try. So, and I think so settings, I try to go and I go to transmit, uh, push to talk. Yep. And then I just have to left click every time I want to say something, right? It should
1: pop up a little box that you have to push to talk.
0: Somewhere on your screen, there should be like a little box that says push to talk on it. Almost like a little radio button over.
1: Maybe move the mumble window and see if it's behind it.
0: We should do an episode where we all talk like we're talking in the radio. Like. Okay.
1: <laughs> I don't know that I have a good radio voice.
0: So that way no one will ever talk over anybody else ever over.
1: Oh, yeah. That's probably annoying for people who listen. There you go.
2: Well, no, hold up there. Because oh. <laughs> I just I just did push to talk. And as soon as I did that, my lips uh, went to gray. And then when I pushed, they did not activate. You don't get what a window? You yeah, what did you push with? I pushed with uh, my mouse.
0: Why don't, why don't you just go to continuous then? Because it sounds okay. Are you on continuous right now?
2: On continuous right now.
0: Yeah, I think it sounds fine then. So I'll just I'm going to stay on push to talk. So I will too. And be honest. Be honest. The uh, noisiest one is
3: usually Jason. <laughs> so <laughs> fair enough.